What's up, everybody? Uh, today we we had a good show. It yeah, was it was fun. pretty good. It was a lot of fun. It was a little really shorter. Fun. I think it's a you know, like ten minutes shorter ish. Yeah, it was a little shorter this week. Um, me and Grant yelled at each other for a while, uh, but that's to be expected in football rivalry week. Yeah, uh, you know, Niners Seahawks game was this last uh, week. Emotions are a little high for good old Matt. I don't think they were high for me. Uh, okay. we'll, we'll let we'll let you, the listener, determine that. Sure, one. go for it. <laughs> uh, we got into uh, playoff baseball. Uh, we were watching part of the Red Sox Yankees uh, wild card playoff tonight. Uh, as we were recording, um, we dove into a uh, big slew of games uh, from Sunday. Some exciting uh, ones. Talked about uh, a whole bunch of stuff there. Uh, yeah, man, it was a good one. And also, some really funny, enjoyable would you rather's. There's, a, there's one. Yeah, one we, there. there's a would you rather you're going to want to check out. Yeah, um, do that. We spent way too much time you're talking welcome. about the holding penalty in the NFL. You're welcome. Uh, listening is going to be a good time. Welcome to the Sportsify podcast for October 6, 2021, with your hosts Matt Novak and Grant Hawker. Welcome in, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode. We are right now watching the Red Sox-Yankees game 6-1 to one in the bottom of the eighth. Red Sox appear to be headed for a victory in the tiebreaker game, uh, so we'll be checking in on that at least for the next little bit. I'm Matt Novak. I got with me Grant Hawker, as what always, up? and Jameson DeFore on the third mic. Hello. And uh, we've got a lot to hit tonight. Uh, I will admittedly be distracted as long as this game is going on. Uh, as a diehard Red Sox fan, uh, this is pretty much the thing that I hope happens every year is the Red Sox having the opportunity to possibly end the Yankee season. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing better than that in sports to me, literally, at all. Uh, and even the Niners sending the Seahawks? Would you, uh, ra- what would you, what would you rather you? I would happen? rather see the Red Sox end the Yankees season than the Niners and the Seahawks, yes. Wow, okay. That's how much I hate the Yankees. Alrighty, well, it looks like... Yeah. I've never had a desire to go to Seattle and watch the 49ers win in Seattle to end your year. Like, that's never been a thing, but hmm. I definitely would love to be at this elimination game or be at Yankee Stadium for an elimination game. Uh, and, and watch it, hearts break in, in person? Oh, love it. Like, literally, <laughs> no greater joy in sports than to watch... New Yorkers' hearts, specifically. Yeah, specifically, yes. Um, but, I mean, just no greater joy than to watch well, the team There are New York Mets lose. fans. I yeah. mean, you know, you, well, there there are, are there? Their hearts have been broken. <laughs> I mean, there are. We're West Coasters, so what do we know? That's fair. Um, I was in New York, though, this summer and got to watch the Red Sox beat the Yankees uh, at home. Uh, Erod uh, blanked them uh, 4-0. Uh, game is is pretty awesome, but I uh, I saw I will say I saw a fair amount of both teams' gear. You know, there was definitely uh, a lot of Mets hats, especially the the further north. I seem to go a lot more Mets fans uh, as we got farther up. But um, Mets do suck. So I mean, telling is that they just fired their manager yesterday. Um, so I didn't. I didn't hear a lot of enthusiastic fans. I'll say that. I just gotta say. I, I just did. realizing oh. it. There are not a lot of. Got him. There's just not a lot of reason for New York fans to be happy with their sports teams. No. The Jets are horrendous. No. Biggest biggest market that we are, got, and all these teams suck. The yeah. Knicks have been terrible forever. 
I mean, I know they, they were made the playoffs. Decent last Brooklyn year. Nets are their biggest hope going. Well, into yeah, they're the biggest hope, but I mean, anything. right? And that's on only the wrong side of the water for them. Yeah. Even I mean, they're just barely fortunate to claim. Yeah, the Brooklyn Nets. I, I, yeah, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of good New York teams. There's just not, but, um, I don't know. They should do something about that. I feel like they have enough money. They should, they should handle that or whatever. People want to play there. I mean, they do. Well, it's it's, it's because they want to market themselves. Yeah. They also just keep handing people like Joey Gallo tons of money and trading away all their players so they can go get that. And then he bats a buck 99. So, (laughs) uh, you know, there's decisions to be made. Anyway, we'll uh, keep going. The end of the eighth just happened. Uh, Red Sox uh, I didn't make it out of that one with any runs or runners. Um, we're going to the top of the ninth here. Three outs to go. And hopefully the Yankee season is over. But we got some NFL stuff to get to. Uh, Tom Brady is officially better than New England. Uh, that's That's for sure. It appears that, you know, there's always talk about the system that New England had. That system was Brady. It appears that system is Brady. I mean, what more does he have to prove? He I, won the Super Bowl and then beat Belichick. Yeah, I, I mean, in I, I mean, I understand he's playing against a rookie quarterback who who played pretty well. Yeah, uh, mind you, uh, kid does not turn the ball over. Uh, man, does he get the ball out fast too? That that's the first time I've seen. I think it was his first primetime game. Yeah. I, I don't think any of the other three so, were. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, man, he looked pretty stinking solid. 19 straight completions at one point. Yeah. yeah. Granted, it's a lot of short yardage stuff. Sure. Screens and stuff like that, but I mean, it's it. also pouring rain. So well, also, yeah. I mean, that's what Bill Belichick wants from his quarterback, to be honest. Yeah. That's all he needs him to do is just not turn the ball over. First downs, yeah. possession, run the ball, own the clock. You know. That's all he wants to do. Yeah. And and play good defense, which which they did a lot of those things. They just didn't produce in the end. That was a 19-17 final. We'll get to it a little bit more in a moment. But uh, Tom Brady, though, uh, it was uh, it was his night. That was a hundred percent. They welcomed him in really well, uh, and he got down to business. Did what he always does: goes and gets the W. Uh, they they had and everybody was waiting. I think for the end of that game, see if they were going to hug, see if they're going to love on each other a little bit. And uh, it was ice cold. 100%. Well, but, but well, but apparently Belichick went to yep. the locker room afterwards for right. like twenty minutes. So that, but I I feel like. For Belichick, he doesn't want to do any of that stuff in front of the camera. No, no, you don't. Want to, you don't want to admit you have feelings unless right. you just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's, you that's don't about want to do it. That, yeah. Apparently, yeah. But uh, anyway, it was a good night for him. Uh, something else uh, amazing happened on <laughs> Sunday. Uh, Urban Meyer uh, starred in a uh, a film uh, known as Dirty Dancing, and uh, <laughs> apparently just lost uh, the opportunity to coach the Jaguars or at least his locker room at the moment. And uh, it appears that we saw have. live someone turn in their two week notice. Yeah, that's what it seemed to be. Yeah, it really did. And and he's going to have some personal life issues and all that, too. I won't uh, pile on to a guy, but I, I will make note of uh, his indiscretion. Uh, and man, uh, he looked right into that camera. I'm just <laughs> saying, like. Early, like, uh, you gotta know what's happening, bro. <laughs> early contender for stat of the night is apparently there was a picture of him and his wife like on the wall at the club where that thing happened. <laughs> Are you for real? Yeah. <laughs> oh, like a celebrity's no, it's like it's like, just like a sports oh, backdrop, like good. a little sports mosaic thing. Yeah. And I mean, him being, you know, the, the coach that he is for college, it, him and his wife are up there where he's like celebrating or something, and got her like under his arm. So I'm like, oh. Bro. 
Dude. Yikes. Bro. That is brutal. We're brutal, and he's already issue, issued an apology. Uh, but you got to imagine there's, Khan had to, there's a whole he made lot of announcement. those. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's pretty bad. You hear that he's already lost the locker room. Yeah. I mean, they're 0-4, and they don't look good at all. Uh, they seemingly are unraveling, which is what the Jaguars do every year. Um, but, man, you really hope somebody who has the uh, professionalism-type uh, title uh, on their name could have done more with that. Yankees just hit a solo shot. I believe that was Giancarlo. Uh, just I'm knocked running. one into right. Uh, which six is two. what he does. 6-2 now, right? Yeah, 6-2 uh, with one out. So, but you through the thick of the lineup. I mean, to be really honest, four through nine on this lineup is not good. Joey Gallo is their number four. And again, bro is batting a buck 99. Uh, so I don't expect to see much here. He He's already got one, if not two strikeouts tonight and a couple pop-ups. So we should hopefully see two quick outs after that. But Still a four-run lead, no runners on, uh, top of the ninth here. Uh, going down through it, uh, Justin Herbert had himself a heck of a day as well. Yes, sir. Um, I'm going to just say this. Justin Herbert looks like Herbie. the new Peyton Manning. Because that dude makes throw after throw after throw. He dissects uh, the wheel route that he threw to Eckler. Was incredible last night. Oh, Joey mm. Gallo just hit a deep one. Oh, warning track Ooh. power. One out to go. Um, but you know, I, I was watching most of that game last night and he just makes tough throws, uh, every single, every single time. And you just, you wonder at what point, uh, is he going to start missing, man? I mean, it doesn't, it, it's ridiculous so far four games in and he just looks absolutely professional in all senses. Um, and just as sturdy as can be, doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, making all the right adjustments at the line. And again, those throws, I, nobody's throwing a better ball right How now. How mad are Dolphins fans right now? Uh, they should literally <laughs> hate everything. I don't understand. I, I said it in the beginning of that draft. I was like, if they actually do what everybody thought they were going to do, and they did, the Dolphins, um, th this is going to be just horrific for them. Not just because I'm a Duck fan. Oh, here it goes. Fly ball to rights. Renfro's under it. Game 6-2, Red Sox. Bye-bye, Yankees. Enjoy the offseason. Uh, enjoy figuring out what the crud to do with your terrible lineup that can't hit 300 anywhere and your stupid pitching staff that, that sucks outside of Garrett Cole. Bye-bye. Uh, I never feel bad for taunting the Yankees ever. Like, I'm, I'm not Mr., you know, uh, let's just razz on people all the time. I hate them so much. <laughs> So I love watching the pinstripes walk off with tears all over him. It's just beautiful. But uh, anyway, that's my moment of joy there. I know I'm in New York. Jeez. Yeah. Um, also, we're going to get into this in a minute. But what the crud was that call in Dallas? That was insane. This has got to be the most blown call of the year. Um, that that's, that's a fumble bad. all day. And the poor Panthers lose by eight points in this game. And, uh, and I, I mean, that's forward progress. Are you kidding me? Yep. The dude had just caught the ball, gets murder shot. I counted. He took four steps. Yeah. He took he, four steps. He literally caught it duh, 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 and then just bam. And the ball's out. How in the world? I mean, he didn't even get pulled back. It's just kind of continuing on last week when we were talking about our good and bad and ugly, which we're going to get into soon, where I was like, ugly, 
go to just officiating in general. It's oh, been another one of those man. sloppy first, and I don't really see it picking up at all. But it's just another extra sloppy first four weeks of football. I just it it just feels like it takes the ref so long to get into the season. I got I got calls I could be complaining about left and right, but that was atrocious. That's probably going to be the worst one of the it's year. Like the, yeah, it, I mean, it's like who was it? Uh, was it Russ? Last week when we were talking about oh, that, the safety. That safety. The safety? Yeah. yeah, it's like what like how do you make that he, argument he, at all? <laughs> like, both his feet were in the end zone yeah. and through the ball. Yeah, and it's just like 100%. every every time it just always ends up being something like that, just so egregious. I don't get it. Yeah. I, I don't it, understand. It, it you hope that come week five, some of this stuff is settled down. It it always appears that there's points of emphasis that they're trying to make. Um, and, uh, this last week, a lot of people felt like it was offensive pass interference. There was a few of those. Well, and like uh, Matt, you and I were talking about it. On. It's, it's really aggravating that they just decide that, that, that they're just going to decide that one week yeah. they're going to enforce something the next week. They're going to enforce something else and just disregard something the next week. It's really upsetting and it doesn't make sense because that's not that, that that's not, you need to officiate the game basis by game by game by what is actually happening, not just coming in into the game, deciding, right. here's what we're going to focus on. Because yes, of course, there are plenty of penalties that don't get called. Yeah. There are plenty. There are plenty sure. that, that there's get blocking called. That, on, there, there, I mean, there's holding on almost every play. Every the play. Yeah. And they have to make that judgment. Are we going to call this one or not? I get that. But at the same time, coming in with an emphasis of like, here's what we're going to, here's what we're going to show them what to do, or here's what we're going to show the league that we were, what we want to do. Yeah. Like, what, what is that? Uh, the only time that, that should even happen is if it's in a game that's already getting chippy and it's for like personal fouls. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's different because yeah. you're trying to like, yeah, you don't want to brawl. Yeah. Your, Cause yeah. Refs are all, they're good. always, they're always, you know, telling players, you know, cause you, you hear them mic'd up. They're saying, Hey, yeah. you knock that off, yeah. you know, but as you know, soon as you start doing that with like pass interferences or whatever, it's just like, now this means nothing because it's going to be different next week. Yeah. Because it, it, it's not the ref's job to control games. Like no, it's their job to facilitate the game. Yeah. And that, that's really yeah. what it is. To maintain order, to to call things by the rules, da-da-da-da-da. I get that. This was a poor interpretation of rules. Yeah. I mean, you, you, that's I a even, hot whistle, man. I, I, I haven't even, quick, heard, I haven't even heard an explanation. I don't even... No, I don't think the NFL's released a statement on it yet. Usually when those come out, uh, it's, it's later in the week. You get a Wednesday morning, Thursday morning yeah. type thing. Um, but this was a judgment call on the field, so the NFL is probably not going to issue a statement. To be well, honest, say, I'll be honest. They, I haven't heard very many people talk about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I've heard definitely heard some reactionary comments sure, but and things like, uh, across the board. But, but it, no, nobody's heard. trying to diagnose it. But again, it's because it's judgment call, and and in the NFL, anything that or in sports in general, anything that is a judgment call, they're just going to have a conversation with the individual that made it, and they're going to go, "Hey, look, this is not our interpretation yeah, of no what that rule call should be." Yeah, for that sort of thing. Exactly. So. Like, fix it next time. The NFL has to admit wrongdoings when there's wrongdoings. Um, but when it comes to a singular person on their staff who makes that call, and it was that line judge's job to make that call, uh, you know, they're just going to have a call. And that's the end of that, you know. And, and I get that, but holy cow, do they got to do a little better with the training here? That's so, yeah. it's so bad. Yeah. If I, you haven't seen it, look at it. Oh, yeah. Go I, watch I, that I just, clip. It's I just, just Panthers, it Cowboys. Uh, I, you know, you forward progress or fumble and uh, put in Sunday's date there, 10 3. Uh, you got to see it for yourself. That, it's bad. That was just a horrific Feels like call. Fail Mary replacement refs all over again. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's it, on that level for yeah. sure. In in the first four weeks, though, it has felt about 80% of how bad the replacement refs were. 
Uh, it just missed calls, egregious overstepping. We noted a couple of overthrows last week um, that ended up being PI calls. I saw that uh, mm-hmm. in more than one game this weekend. Where you're just you're going, it's not affecting the end of the play. Like calm down, and it's a light pat at that. So what are we doing here? Um, Todd. But I will say, players are also doing a heck of a job selling them. So yeah. uh, you know, it, it, if yeah. you do it well enough, the the ref's going to have no choice. Yeah. Uh, last observation from Sunday was: Is Jimmy Garoppolo just that fragile? Yep. Like, is that is that yep. what it is? Because man, I, the dude gets hurt and it misses multiple weeks every year, uh, except for, for the being... Super Bowl year. But yeah, it, it's just brutal. I mean, I'm a, I'm the 49er fan in the room. I know that, but I I'm and I am a Jimmy G uh, non hater. I'm I wouldn't say I'm like woohoo Jimmy G, but the dude wins games. And I've been a big fan of that. (laughs) Um, So, uh, but he just can't stay on the field. I mean, the 49ers as a whole struggle staying on the field. That's pretty obvious. Um, Again, fire the training staff. Um, Something. Do do something. You got to do something different. But it's a curse of being so handsome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll I'll take the hundred million dollar (laughs) contract. The, uh, you know, a hundred million dollar smile. And uh, dear Lord, he's already salt and pepper. And the dude's like, what, 28, 29 years old? I know. <laughs> it's I ridiculous, know. man. I wonder uh, if he did it on purpose. Yeah, Maybe I think his, his next step after the NFL, died. once he yeah. blows out a knee, is just to go straight on to The Bachelor. I mean, it just Probably. makes sense. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it just makes yeah. sense, you know? Yeah, I mean, when I when I saw that that had happened, I was like, I, you know, <sighs> Are I'm surprised? not really surprised yeah. no. here at no, all. I'm not either. That's, since he's been in the 49ers, like, that's just been the career yeah. of Jimmy G. One one great season. He turned in 20, one great 28 season. touchdowns. Uh, yeah, and and just somewhere in there. And and on a team that has a run first emphasis, you know, yeah, as sure. well. Um and he in throwing the ball for the most part, with the exception of a few stretches so far in the first three games, I uh, had done really well. I, I thought know. this was his best season throwing that I've really watched of him. And that you know, I don't tune into every 49ers game like sure. you do, because I have other obligations yeah, on Sunday, but especially in the uh, afternoon West Coast. Yeah, but I mean, some of the shots I saw him or have seen him take this year, I was like, okay, yeah, I like what I see out of Jimmy G this year, which I don't usually say. So yeah, it's been throwing down the field with accuracy. Um, he's be- actually been one of the more accurate quarterbacks. They're saying this week he has a chance to play. Usually that injury is a couple of weeks as so calf ham- strain. Calf? Okay. Um, yeah, it, it was tightening up on him, and that's why he didn't come back out. Uh, but uh, we'll see. I just, you know, it's just I don't know. to me, that's one, that's one of those things where I, if I was Shanahan, I would not risk that knowing how fragile he already is. Yeah. Seems to be well, like, and do you give it use a week. that as your excuse to try out Trey that, Lance and then not have any backlash? Be like, hey, he's hurt. Like, I, don't I, have a I saw Jimmy standing on the sideline and I was like, hmm, he doesn't look real hurt. Yeah. You know, I, I well, mean, cause he, we, we didn't know it was a cast at the saying, time, but you're like, before the game, was like, real hurt. Yeah, before the game, it was tightening up on me, and I tried to play through it, and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, he was. first series week. Yeah. 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 So. But, yeah. He, yeah, I mean, and, and Trey came in, uh, leads the team, two touchdown drives, uh, scores 14 points, struggled for sure at the beginning. I think, it, I, I think he was one for five. Um, you know, yeah. at the at the uh, onset there, but and it was one for five for like three yards. Yeah, pulled it, but pulled it together and led two strong drives. Um, and dude, he can run. Like, yeah. And I'm gonna say this, and I, I was telling Matt this is like, if Jimmy Grapple's in that game, and he was facing that pressure, 
I, I, Jim Garoppolo would have been sacked like 12 million times <laughs> because they had the, 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 the Seahawks line had their hands on Trey Lance like eight times and he was able to get away. And I was like, dang, if, if it was Jimmy Garoppolo, who's not a mobile guy at all, yeah. he, he would, and knowing how he, who he is, he would have just crumbled. He would have taken the sacks like that. But that's, so that was, that was super cool to see. Um, you know, as, as a, if someone's a Niner fan seeing someone, it's very different style of play than they've, they've had oh, for sure. For sure. And, and, and that dynamic. And the announcer was saying, you know, this is backyard football. Yep. You know, and that's not something that uh, there's really other, There's this done. other guy that does that really well. Cool. Um, yeah. You know, can take off and run. And that's yeah. been pretty yeah. successful for him. And then right. there's this other dude that throws the ball at really weird angles. And uh, he might be the best quarterback in the league right now. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and so, so and it'll be interesting we'll see. to see. It'll be interesting to see how, what Shanahan does with that because, yeah. you know, he's kind of, you know, run the ball, run the ball, pass on third yeah, down. And- It'll be it'll be interesting. And as a 49er guy, before we move on here, like I, I will say I have no problem if this year is the handoff year and this is our Alex Smith, you know, uh right. to Mahomes scenario. Mm. Like remember, Mahomes didn't play the majority of that season he as well. The last game of the season? Yeah. So I mean, it, you know, and and he is undoubtedly right now the most skilled quarterback in the league. And I don't care if you want to say Aaron Rodgers. That's just not true at the moment. Nope. Uh, numbers don't lie, people. Um, I understand he's the reigning MVP. I get it. I do. I, but I think he's the reigning MVP because of what the Packers would be without him. Yeah. Uh, Morton. That uh, team is awful without. They're an, a bad, bad team. They are a bad football team without him. He controls the clock. He gets the first downs. He does it all. Um. But uh, yeah, I I have no problem if it's a handoff year, and I think I think Trey showed some great flashes. Uh, and man, two for two on fourth down uh, on one drive there, the last uh, scoring drive uh, in the fourth quarter, and uh, put the Niners in position to where if they got uh, they got that kick, um, which you would love to see Robbie Gould be doing that instead of Mitch can't pronounce his last name, which Nowski yeah. and uh, uh, yeah, I mean if you get the onside there. Yeah, you got a chance, and uh, good for him as a rookie, putting him in in position. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that situation moving forward. Who is starting this next Sunday? Well, let's get to the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, this last week, uh, we honestly don't have a ton of contenders for the good. There wasn't a ton of close games this last week. A lot of double-digit wins uh, around the league, and the games that were closer honestly involved some bad teams. <laughs> Uh, right. And with some bad football, uh, they, uh, the aforementioned 49ers Seahawks game could possibly be in a consideration. But as uh, fans of those two teams, I think uh, Grant and I would tell you it wasn't great football. Well, I, I, no, I would say, I would say it was an entertaining game. It was a, it was a fun, sure, it was like it was a, a fun game to watch. Or... I mean, you, you got everything. You got, you got some awesome offensive. You got some special teams. You got some defensive plays in there. I, I like think you had, had some special teams because our kicker no, no, injured no, no, his no, groin in the overall, beginning of the, the game, game and had, didn't play. The game had the game had special and teams then we plays. Fumbled the ball. Yeah, that's on your own special problem. teams that literally gave you the win. Uh, no, no, but what I'm saying though welcome. is that it had everything for an entertaining <laughs> football game. Yeah, it was. I but mean, in, in as in hardcore a, fans, we're it's we're not yeah. like. Oh, I feel super good about. I do second half. I felt super good. Seahawks played a garbage first half. Yes, 49ers in the middle sucked it up and uh, and tried to come back there towards the end. I'll uh, say we were playing a lot of pre- prevent defense. It was so. it was bad. some some of that some of those Trey Lance stats. I'm going to say are a little padded because we were oh, playing a lot come, of here comes the favorite Jamal Adams dropping back into coverage. Yeah, Jamal <laughs> Adams coming out of the box. That was on Marquise Blair. <laughs> 
that pass that was on Marquise Blair. Just gonna throw that out there. That was not Jamal Adams' problem. But I will say we were playing Seahawks were playing a lot of prevent defense. So I do think some of those were padded. If that busted play didn't happen, Trey Lance would not have seventy eight yards. A busted play happened on the very first uh, drive of his, and that was yeah. in the third quarter. And you we were, were up by the, two you were, scores. You were not playing prevent defense in the third quarter. We were up NFL by two scores. NFL teams do not play prevent defense in the third quarter. There's we were that. up by two I, scores. I, it doesn't matter. I know when when teams play prevent defense because that's when Jared Goff would really start cooking. Yeah, that's when he's <laughs> so, really good. Yeah. No, no, that, I'm not saying that. I'm, talk, I'm, I'm, more talk, I'm talking about that the last score where we're, Trey Lance marched up the field on those drives. Yeah, and he got two fourth down conversions. Yeah, when you guys had the box stacked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was a stacked box, bro. Don't look at yeah. me like that. No, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. Deni- so I'm don't not tell me you were in prevent defense when the box is stacked. I, you just said you were. Oh, my gosh. You just literally said you guys were playing prevent defense and that padded the stats. And it he did. Bro, when did we? When did you play prevent defense? Are you kidding? Though the, the most of the game, the, the first, sec, second, this in the fourth quarter, we were playing prevent the defense. The first time you said it was when he got the open receiver on busted coverage, no, okay. which was not a I'm prevent. That was say zone. two different things. Okay, we were playing prevent defense. Then you guys jumped in with the with that pass that play. You jumped in with that play. So in was the that third prevent? quarter. You were playing prevent defense, and then that happened. That's when that happened. When we were up quarter. by two scores, yes. I, when no, you guys you were not, were not pl- playing prevent defense in the third quarter. Yeah, that was when we were up by two coverage. scores. Yeah, I understand. Yes, that doesn't matter that you're up by two scores. You did not play prevent defense up by two scores. You did not. Based on how well you guys were playing, not playing. Yes, we're not playing. Oh my god. Yes, we were, bro. In the NFL and in any any game in in football. Okay. Okay. As a, as a dude that understands the basics of football, I'm telling Are you. Saying you, that I don't understand the basics I, of football. You're showing it right now. Okay. Because nobody plays prevent in the freaking third quarter. No one in the history of the NFL or college football plays prevent in the third quarter. You play it straight up man to man if you're up by two scores. If you can handle them, you pl- handle them. But you don't play prevent and just give up chunk yards. You just don't do it. The only time you do that is when you're trying to keep them out of the end zone only at the end of the fourth quarter. Prevent is a fourth quarter defense. Right. Or a the, second quarter going our, to halftime our, our, our play calls, we were going after Trey Lance, like every every play. He's a rookie quarterback, right? So, and he has had no, no snaps with the, with the first team. We were playing much more, I would say, I guess what's the word? Conservative? I would say, I, 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 I guess I would say conservative and, and the way of like, we, we didn't really, no, we didn't really care. I felt that was, a, we were just, we were, we were charging at Trey Lance over and over and over again, uh, just trying, that, to, trying to cause you chaos. You have to put four and five on the line and, right. or, or a four and a blitzer. And right. that ergo says you are not in prevent. You are in a deep zone. You're in a high two zone. That makes perfect sense. You're dropping six. Uh, yeah, I get that. I totally All right, understand. I'll that. change it. We we're playing aggressive defense because we were playing with the lead. We were playing aggressive and trying to go after and cause chaos as opposed to playing a game, a much more planned game, a much more strategic play calling of trying to win the game. We were trying to cause chaos because we had the lead. We felt comfortable doing the things that we wanted to do, like go after Trey Lance, like every play. Okay. I'm, I'm willing to come off of it. But I think we're gonna have to talk about what prevent defense All is right. at some point. No, I understand what prevent defense is. I'll change that a little bit. But that's that's what that's what I was trying to say. Is that we were playing a much more aggressive game, a much more kind of foregoing our plans 
and just going after Trey Lance because we had the lead. We felt comfortable with our lead. The way that your offense was playing for the first half with Trey Lance, first, I guess, I guess first yeah, half of his time, quarter. whatever, 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 third quarter, yeah. We felt super comfortable with that. We had our offense was humming. So as a defense, we were playing a lot more um, carefree. I'll say it like that. Playing much more carefree. Okay. I'll say carefree. Yeah. I, and I and and I would never have argued the the part of taking taking your chances and doing that kind of stuff. There was uh, there was a couple times that you you know Niners did a good job picking up a, a six man rush. Yeah. Um. And and Lance stepping in, up in pocket. Um. Uh, or being able to move lateral uh, and extend a play. Um. You know. And so I, I definitely saw the five and the six come in. Uh. But uh, yeah, I was. I was pretty impressed with just his ability, though, to uh, feel to the pressure the field. Yeah, feel the pressure, move, Did, get stuff done. I think, yeah, uh, we, we got him. We got the, the CX sacked him just once, I think. Yeah. That was, they just got him once. And, yeah, and, and after with, getting harassed, like most of that, them on the backfield with him. And then and that, and, and that sack, too, was completely his fault because he stepped up into the pocket. And then uh Seahawks player stepped off their block and was able to grab him because he was trying to run for it. Yeah, I, I think if you were going to put this game somewhere categorically, to me, it would still be in the bad. Sure. Um, it, it, it's not, it wasn't a good game, uh, you know, and so I'd leave it in there. Um, I'll go to the worst of the weekend was definitely the Bills playing the Texans. Uh, 40 to nothing pretty much says all you need to know about that game. Yeah. And that was just bad football. Uh, you know, Texans gave uh, gave everybody just a little bit of hope. Um, you know, one game uh, week one, uh, but they seem to be but that appears trending. to be not impressive at all. No, uh, with that one over the Jaguars. Yeah, they're where they're, they're going. They're trending the way that I think we all thought they were going to trend. Yeah, uh, and uh, that that was the ugly game of the week. The other ugly game of the weekend from for me, uh, just to finish up the really ugliest was uh, definitely the the Bears and the Lions. <laughs> If you have not also taken a look at the, um, they're going to call it a Jared Goff fumble, um, but it was definitely the weirdest play that I have seen in a long time. They're inside the 10. uh, The Lions are driving in on the Bears. Uh, The score is pretty close at that point. And um, uh, Goff uh, is trying to change the play at the line of scrimmage. Um, Apparently, the center doesn't hear him. Uh, and snaps or thinks, the ball. Or, well, he thinks what, he, what he's saying is hike instead of yeah. an Something. adjustment. It, there's yeah. a misinterpretation of signal. That's for dang sure. It was a and lot like that. Uh, that the, that Peyton Manning. Uh, uh, and then the Super Bowl 48 when Peyton Manning is like moving up to make an adjustment. Clear. Center. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's a lot. Of, that's a lot like what that was. Yeah. I, it, but it, the ball hits Goff, bounces off Goff, <laughs> straight into Bears defensive tackles' arms. <laughs> yep. uh, in a, the weirdest thing Grant said it earlier before we started, but. It kind of looked like an interception thrown by the center. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really wish that's how it would have been interpreted. If that if that could go down in the league, because that would be my stat of the week: the yeah. first oh, center to yeah, ever yeah. throw an interception, <laughs> and and really might have been. Uh, it was just atrocious. But uh, ball does not does not come in contact with the ground. It literally nope. bounces off Goff into this guy's hands. Yeah. Um. So I I think I personally agree with you. I think it should be an interception and not a fumble. Because if you think about um, it, if a, if a quarterback throws to yeah. a wide receiver, doesn't catch it, bounces off his hands. It was a forward pass. I mean, if you think mm. about it, it went, <laughs> it hit Goff and yeah. it went forward. So yep. I mean, it could go either way. 
But uh, no, that was just a really bad football game. The Lions, uh, just man, they've lost. They lost some heartbreakers already. Um, no. You know, notably the game last week, especially off the record-setting field goal from Justin Tucker and the Ravens. But uh, man, that was just was ugly football all the way around. Uh, not a game that either I, team. Pro- I mean, the Bears wouldn't mind replicating it because they won. But jeez, uh, I, uh, just I, I wonder if it's going to be a trend of Bears and Lions games being in ugly in our ugly category. <laughs> Bears were last week. We're probably. in the ugly category. I would probably say we're at the point in the season where I'd be pretty confident in saying <laughs> that I don't think anything good's coming out of either one of those cities. Yeah. So yeah, no kidding. Yep. The uh, uh, but let's, let's move to the good. We mentioned the Buccaneers Patriots earlier. That was a prime time Sunday night game. Ends at nineteen seventeen. Uh, nope. Fantastic matchup and just pouring down rain. Uh, but the both quarterbacks, as we mentioned earlier, played really well. I mean, um, Brady didn't throw a pick or a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, put him constantly putting them in position to score all night. You get four field goals and a touchdown on the evening. Um, you know, I thought uh, I, I did not think was... the score would be as close as it was. I kind of, no, I, kinda, no, I didn't, but because the Bucks are way more talented, like roster talent wise, than the, than the Patriots, and that just shows how well Belichick game plans, yeah. and matches, and you know, plays chess with his opponents, um, and the way that he can win, that he could win the games. Like you know, there were times like, oh man, Belichick might win this game. Yeah, you know? and, and what was interesting was, and I I thought this would be an insane story. Because Mac Jones got the ball back, you know, mm-hmm. with, with two minutes to go. Yeah. And I just went, how cool would this be if Mac Jones walks down? Yeah, exactly. Be Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Uh, and he walks down the field and we hit a field goal or there, there's a field goal that gets made here. And this game ends in Brady fashion with him losing in New England. Can you imagine I mean, how loud oh. that place would have been. Yeah, I mean, just have lost their minds. But, you know, Tom Brady's Tom Brady, so he wins that game. Um, yep. And yeah. But I, I think, personally, that was probably the game of the week. Yeah. I, yeah. I well, think, I think a lot of it was just from the, the story, yeah. too. Sure. And, I mean, there's obviously the history of, you know, passing Drew Brees' record. Yep. Uh, while he's I, coming back and playing New England for the first time. I mean, time. it's so many stories. Yeah. I and, mean, you kind of don't, I feel like, you kind of don't lose either way because it's either, you know, Brady wins the game and Fox went back to Foxborough or it's, oh man, Bill Belichick shows that he still got it. He can still win without Brady. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. really, I think, um, and speaking of uh, Belichick, actually, I think ironically the worst and really the only bad thing about this game was that call to kick it at the end instead of to try to go for it on fourth down. Right. Yeah. Because That's Nick Folk, it, it's pouring rain. 56 yards. Which, good on him, dude. That was not a big miss. No, well, and his career, his career long is 56. Yeah. So you're, okay. t- you're telling him, okay, kick your career long in the pouring rain. Yeah. You know, down two against yeah. Tom Brady uh, and an already kind of emotionally electric game. And so it's just like a lot on the line. He doinked it, but he was close. Yeah. And I mean, I was kind of expecting him to shank it anyways, just being like, it is what it is. But to doink it like that in those conditions, I was like, I'm really, and especially when, uh, you know, we kind of mentioned it earlier, Mac Jones had been kind of wheeling and dealing, completed 19 in a row. It was, I can't remember the down and distance. I, th- I think it was like fourth and three. It was something like that. It was fourth Very and manageable. short. And I'm like, you don't have something dialed up to 
kind of put it away here. And right. if anything, like, okay, you take the risk and you miss it. Well, you're going to lose. I, I feel like there's a better chance of winning that game if you go for it, especially as a coaching mastermind like Belichick is. Put it away. Right. That's, that's what I would think. But other than that, I, I think it was by far and away the best game this week. Every primetime game we've had so far this season. Uh, like, yeah. NFL is killing it with the schedule creation. Yeah, right now. even like Jaguars, Bengals. Like it that was, was an entertaining game. game. Yeah, it yeah, was a fun game. That game. was probably the second best game of the week. <laughs> like in we just kind of forget about it. Yeah, we kind of forgot about it because some other stuff happened. Yeah, uh, yeah. some right. other Jaguars. Other the Jaguars news we had to cover. <laughs> yeah, Jaguars are in shambles. By the way, Urban Meyer was the only one not on the team plane on the way home. Yep, the only one. And uh, so I was I was reading about that. As far as like I, again, I was hearing this from other analysts, and that they've never heard of that. Ever. Yeah, the coach staying behind of a coach. Not I, you've, it you've actually. Is, I mean, it, it. Somebody was making note that it's happened before, but usually it's because of illness, right? Or or an injury a family, to a player, uh, or or a, or a family related matter, something like that. Where they, so I yeah, think, they don't I, I think part it. of it. Never I think heard of they mentioned that he was going, reason. he was going to go see his his grandkids his, in Columbus. Well, and it was his friend's birthday. They were hanging out with a buddy for a buddy's birthday. Is what I what I is was part of it. I mean, uh, maybe maybe, maybe if you win the game. So. Yeah, no, but no. This is just bad. It's just, just do bad that. press, man. Uh, he's supposed to do his press conferences the next day. Um, you know, just after he game that. for all the home, uh, all the home press guys, right. and uh, you know, he ended up uh, trying to do them all on Zoom and whatnot. But he was getting real popular real quick uh, <laughs> uh, from some other stuff, yeah. so he kind of avoided that. But you know what else should fit in the good category? As I'm sitting here looking at all these scores. Uh, we had two teams win their first game of the year yeah, we in did. overtime. Yeah. Uh, so, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets get the win over the Titans 27-24 I, in overtime. That, that one, shouldn't have happened. Dude, I um, when I saw that score, I was like, am I in the upside down right now? Like, yeah. what is what <laughs> yeah. is happening? Like, I wow. mean, good, good for Robert Sala. I will say Jets get the win with both Julio and... Um, and, AJ. and AJ on the sideline, uh, un- unable to play. Um, and then also uh, in New York, I mean, all the New York people were happy. I didn't even think about well, this. Except now Yankee fans. Uh, except yeah. for the Yankee fans. But hey, you know what? You got your two uh, football teams to win a game this weekend. So congratulations. <laughs> uh, but the Giants win 27 to 21 over the Saints in overtime. Uh, in the Superdome. Yeah, in oh, wait, it's not New called Superdome anymore. No, it's not. It's what like the Caesars, Caesars, because it's, it's for yeah. little bit. Yeah, I don't remember. It's, what I think it is. it's legit for like little Caesars. Change. It's like a, we can look it up sometime. It's like Caesars. Um, but yeah, know. they they get the win as well. Um, and you know, there's hot this, and ready stadium. There's this <laughs> quarterback playing uh for the Blue Crew uh, who looks solid. He's not turning the ball 400 over. Four hundred yards again, right? He's limiting his turnovers. Uh, by the way, he's he's a top. Six fantasy football option at quarterback right now. Oh, I, he actually he's is athletic. He I saw it. he's ranked number two in I think QBR, uh, not QBR. Um, oh, what is it? It's some. He's ranked second overall in quarterbacks. Um, with, with a at a ninety. So, oh, shoot, I know. I'm not. I'm remember. loving watching the wheels turn. I, I'm brain trying to right remember now. this. this okay, I'm, I'll, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it all up. All right, all right. Take a breath. Take but a breath. It was very. I was very surprised. But yeah, it, it, he is still available in uh, a decent percentage of leagues. I don't know why. That's insane to me. Uh, but if you can go get Daniel Jones, go get Daniel Jones right now. It's his uh, rushing. That's what helps it, him a lot. His rushing. Yeah. He's he's got the second most rushing yards in the league. The quarterback position. Um, that's trans- translated into two scores for him already. 
Uh, so again, everybody, uh, if you've listened a few podcasts ago, you know how I feel about running quarterbacks or at least guys that do it consistently. Um, they are worth their weight in gold in fantasy. Uh, you know, <clears throat> there's this guy in Arizona that is making a heck of a living doing mm-hmm. it. Um, I know I've been he his average right now, like uh, I think is about 24 and a half is what Kyler's averaging. So and Jones is averaging 26 or 27 a game. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, if you're uh, on average, I mean, you're going to get big games like a Mahomes four or five touchdowns performance, that kind of thing. Um, but these running quarterbacks are just racking up points right now. Yeah. Allen, Murray, Jones, Lamar, uh, go get them. I mean, if you get a trade offer, you have the opportunity Even to Darnold. trade. <laughs> he's running right. five touchdowns this year. I don't know. Lead, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> Darnold has the most passing, passing yards in a three-game span he's had in his entire career. Wow. It's at 888, I believe. Oh. And so that's what happens when you get away from Adam Gase. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> that's absolutely true. Yeah. But I, I, I was also looking, I think, uh, I think it's, uh, Darnold has more rushing touchdowns than like eight teams do right now. Yeah. He's got Something like five like and four weeks. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. But yeah, if you can go get those guys and get the bonus points, uh, good for you on fantasy. Caesar's Superdome. Just Caesar's saying that. Caesar's okay. Superdome. Okay. So it was a little bit of both. You were you said both of those things. I, I mean, yeah. it was a super. Yeah. I mean, yeah, not hot uh, and ready, which is a missed opportunity. I'm just saying, hot and ready would be. I mean, pretty awesome. Are they selling hot and ready pizzas? They have to. I mean, they have to have a little. Is stand. that where your mind goes when you say Caesar's? Well, it's because a little. Am, am I just no, old? So I think no, like Caesar's Casino. No, no, like, no. It's, it's legitimately. I think little that too, Caesars. but it's but it's a little Caesar's. Oh, they're the sponsor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, like, yeah. A, like so legitimately, you, they have to, right? Yeah, they have to have a stand, have to be in, a, a stand in there. Oh yeah, they they got it. They got hot and ready's. Yeah, but it's uh, not five bucks. It's gonna be like twelve dollars. Oh yeah, no, it's not fourteen to sixteen. That's an NFL game. But uh, <laughs> let's, let's also, when's the last time that both of those New York teams have won in the same week? Oh man, that would have been a. a lot the sports bureau been, needs to help us out with that one. Yeah, I, my my <laughs> mental database doesn't go back <laughs> that many years. <laughs> I mean, the Jets could have they have not done won it? Like, could well, Jets, how many the Jets? Jets win won last like year? what three last year? Jets won two last year. Two. I know they beat two? the Rams, and that was. Yeah, the Jets. Yeah, that was not a Jag- oh, that's right. The Jaguars only won one. Yeah, Jets won two. The Giants won five. So, okay. so there's a good chance they could have. There, I mean, there is some overlap, those, but I'm like, they both win so few games. And I'm like, man, yeah. I wonder if it's actually been like a couple of years. That's fair. That's fair. Until, know. you know, this last week. Well, the um, I'll just run through the other ones real quick. Uh, I, a good game, not well played on the offensive side of the ball, was that Browns-Vikings game. That was 11-7 to seven in, the, uh, in the fourth quarter. Uh, and Cousins had the ball, and uh, Vikings just could not get the ball down the field uh, in the second half uh, to to try and tie up or take that lead. Uh, the Cowboys-Panthers, as we mentioned, with the horrible call this week, uh, was a 36-28 final. Uh, being really honest, Dallas controlled a lot of that game, and Carolina came back. Uh, that, to me, would still be in the bad uh, category. I'd, I'd put the Browns-Vikings in the bad just because the offensive play just wasn't there as a whole uh, for either team. Uh, the Colts, by the way, getting a win this weekend uh, with 27-17 over the Dolphins. The Dolphins just look bad, however, yeah. uh, with, with two outs. Uh, with they just Fitz traded. Magic gone. That's what it is. is. Oh, yeah. We, we it's absolutely about- that Magic's gone. Um, but they also traded uh, their wide receiver, Grant, uh, today to the yep. Bears. Yep. The Bears are trying to find life at 2-2. Two and two. Um, but, uh, 
Pat uh, offense, man. Only had to give up a six rounder for him. I, I didn't think That's that was a bad terrible. trade for the Bears. I don't think so. Uh, the uh, the Chiefs handled the Eagles. Uh, put up forty two in Philly. Uh, they also on the gave Eagles. up thirty to the Eagles. They did give up thirty to the Eagles. That that defense is suspect it to is. the big, especially to the big play. Yeah. Um. If Honey Badger's not in the vicinity, it seems like uh, it's anybody's ball. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but uh, that's totally true. That Eagles offensive line is not in great shape. So to to be able to uh, have them get, put up thirty, uh, says a lot about where the Chiefs are at defensively. And and I think that's going to be a question mark as the season goes along. Uh, Washington football team beat the Falcons. We didn't put, I didn't necessarily think that this was a bad game. Uh, Washington was down by two scores uh, in the second half in this game, comes back, beats a bad Falcons team. It was entertaining football. I don't think it was poorly played overall. It's kind of what you expect from these two teams right now. Big Cordero Patterson. Ah, uh, dang. Three nice. touchdowns? Three touchdowns. 80 something receiving yards, six receptions. If he is still available in your league for some reason, oh, that he, is insane. It was like, go good, get him. And everyone, like including you, if, if he's available right now, everyone, including you, if you're listening to this, stinks of fantasy football. Because um, that just should not happen. Uh, even if it is an eight-team league, that guy should be on a bench. Yeah, uh, at the very worst. And honestly, <laughs> you probably want to play him over some people in an eight-person league right now. Oh, yeah, I. So the way he's I, playing, yeah, he's he. You go with the hot streak. Keep him in your lineup. Don't don't look at the matchups right now. Just keep him in your lineup. That was a thirty-four thirty. I'd actually probably put that in the good. Um, yeah, that, that last comeback touchdown win by, was that McKissick. Yep, that yep. was JD McKissick with that. Yeah, that was McKissick a, got it. He also he was cut by the ending. Falcons. He got I think he was he went, oh, he went it, undrafted. It, oh, yeah. He went he went undrafted or he was drafted very late, but he got cut by the Falcons before he even played a game. Revenge. And you know what? I actually really like those Washington unis. Oh yeah. I I don't know why. <laughs> There's just well, something I mean, about the fact them. They're questioning it's, it. It's like that's, that's good. It's like old school. Just a little number on like one side of the helmet kind right. of deal. No, I do like that. And I'm like, I actually kind of like that. And I'm like, hey, at this point, I'm like, just keep them as the Washington football team forever. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I like it. I don't like that name. I, I'm not. A, I've never been a big fan of it. But if you're going to go old school, sell it hard. Yeah. You know? Well, they, they, sell they, hard. the owner has an announced, or maybe not the owner, but the PR person has announced the final eight. And there yeah. are some good ones in there. Yeah, they said they I haven't were, even looked. They said they were going to announce that I think at the uh, in the off season next year. Yeah, there are some there are some good ones in there. I'm so I, I think they're actually saving. Super I think that'll be a press drop. Oh really? In the Super I could see that. But uh, no, Doctor Dre comes on the halftime um, show wearing a new Washington <laughs> football team merch. Right. Okay, I, I'm 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 going to ask this question again. I cannot say that kid's name. The, the playing quarterback for Washington. How do you say Heineke. 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 Yeah. Okay. The goat, dude. It just he's got all those letters in there that could be pronounced like in a few different ways, but not Heineke. They take off the Heineke, dude, but I mean, with the N. Got it. All right. I'll be so. Good I mean, I know this. Heineke. This could just be reactionary, but that kid's played really well. Two ninety three, three touchdowns. Yeah, like uh, this week. Like I said, did yeah. they maybe find what they need? He's young. I mean, I mean, I, well, if, here's the thing. This might be. A, I, this very well could be way too soon, but every game he's played, he's been imp- he's been super impressive. Uh, yeah, I no, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think he looks good. I'm brain farting on the guy's name, and I feel bad because he played for the Rams. But who's who was the quarterback that one season for the Vikings before um, Kirk got there? Bradford. No, Case Keenum. Keenum. Yeah, 
I feel like this might be a Case Keenum year for Heineke, where it's like, oh, okay, we got this guy, and then it's like, is it sustainable? All I would, right, but I here's what I'm going to ask: Are we saying that because he's small? Because no. have we not but learned our lesson with say, that yet? Heineke was the quarterback who almost the only quarterback who almost beat the Buccaneers in their playoff run. Yeah, but they the were closest. also bad in that game. They didn't really the turn up. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's no, fair. Rivera coached it up, yeah. like straight up. He did. Uh, he yeah. he had a it, that was that was a Rivera but, moment. But that was Heineke's will. first career start. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. had two touchdowns and I think 300 yards. Dude, I mean, I, I would mean, like to see more than like five games. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I do oh, like him. Like I said, the story for Heineke is just really cool. It's got that like Kurt Warner-esque yeah. kind of story. So I think I will, because so. my thing is, even if Fitzpatrick comes back, like say he's cleared and healthy, I think they're just going to still going to write him. I, I think they would. I, I think they will too. And so We're I think if they, go, if they go the whole season and he plays this well, they may have their guy. We're 100% rooting for him. Uh, it was uh, it was a good weekend of football, though. Uh, I know we didn't run through everything, but uh, man, there was a, there was some good there was a few good games, uh, but a lot of mediocre uh, football associated with some pretty bad football as well. Um, this week we wanted to highlight uh, a uh, a rule, and we're going to get to that in just a moment. We were talking earlier about uh, in the NFL they have uh, uh, had all these points of emphasis that they've been making. And uh, for the next couple of weeks, what uh, we want to do in a special segment is address a rule in the NFL and just kind of go over it so that there's a little better understanding of what it is, why it's called and all that. And uh, this week, uh, we want to take on uh, the rule of holding. Uh, it is the most called penalty in the NFL. Uh, it's unbelievable i believe it was called i was looking at 2019 stats uh last year was a really weird year with penalties uh but you could find this consistently um it was uh it was called 792 times uh when was in, this? in 2019 wow and the next uh the next most called penalty was false start which was called i believe it was 540 or something like that times I was looking at those numbers earlier. Um, that is just crazy when you think about um, think about the discrepancy. So 21% more uh, of those calls than any other call or the second most calls. And uh, I'm going to read in just a second the definition of that uh, and uh, kind of get into the nitty gritty. But you will note uh, when it gets called uh, that penalty, for those of you that do not know, uh, the penalty or the signal for it is uh, one hand being uh, held straight and then uh, an, up in the air and then another hand grabbing uh, the uh, wrist and uh, signaling a hold or a hold on on the wrist. Um, and then they'll point directionally to the offense or defense, call out the player's number uh, if you're at all unfamiliar with the call process and uh, indicate uh, which direction that goes because holding can be called on either the offense or the defense. Um, it has a, uh, it has a differential as well. So if it's called on the offense, it's a 10 yard penalty uh, and you go back and repeat the down. So if it was first and 10 and it gets called on a pass play or run play, whatever, um, and if it's on the offense, it's going to go back 10 yards and now be a first and 20. Um, it's one of the most detrimental plays to the offense. Uh, just being honest, I mean, and it gets ten yards is a lot often. of yards. Ten yards is it's an extra first down on a drive, uh, and trying to get twenty yards 
You're uh, deep in the playbook. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't have anything <laughs> written out for a third and 20. Well, and when uh, you're, if you're starting on the 25 and yeah. that play uh, from a touchback and that play moves you back to the 15, you now have a much more limited amount of plays that you can call from that distance. And you all, because you know that the defense is also going to take advantage of the fact that if they can get to you faster, well, you can't they know throw you're the ball pa- very far. They also know yeah. there's a high chance you're going to pass. So, yeah, they do know that. Um, although a lot of those passes end up coming on, like, uh, you'll see uh, screens or swing passes called quite a bit in those scenarios. Uh, and we can explain what that is at another time. There's usually quick out passes to a running back or wide receiver. Um, or you see other quick passes like a slant, uh, which is just, just a diagonal route over the middle. They're things really like just that. trying to get five yards. Yeah. And they're really? trying to take away chunks to get themselves in position on third uh, down to be third and seven or less. That's okay. kind of what you're shooting for if that happens to you. If the holding penalty is called on the defense, it's a five-yard penalty, and it's an automatic first down. Uh, so if it was third and 25, and it gets called on the defense, holding on the defense, it's an automatic first down, and they move you forward five yards. Yeah, a little bit different, obviously, from pass interference, which sometimes confuses people if it's on the defense. Uh, right. Defensive pass interference versus defensive holding. And obviously when it's called in a route makes a big difference. So I see some people get confused by that too. Yeah. And what sets it apart is holding is it has to occur before the ball is being thrown to the player uh, that uh, that individual that gets holding called on them uh, was guarding. So, uh, you know, if it's thrown to a different player on the other side of the field, It'll be holding. It won't be pass interference. The ball has to be in the vicinity of the receiver um, and uh, and whatnot in order to uh, get called pass interference. Um, but holding can happen anywhere on the field. The defense does have a five-yard buffer at the line of scrimmage in which they are allowed to hold on to players, um, skill position players like wide receivers and running backs that are going out for a pass. Uh, so they're allowed to hold there. Uh, and then after that five yards, uh, they have to take their hands off of them. Um, one quick note on this is that if holding is called within 20 yards of the end zone uh, on uh, the defense, uh, the infringement, or sorry, or offense, the infringement gets uh, uh, penalized by deducting half the distance to the goal. So that's something that, that's a little bit different, kind of, um, I'm sorry, I said that was on the defense too. I meant to say only on the offense, my bad. Um, if, you are, uh, if you are backed up inside your own 20, then it's half the distance to the goal. They don't just give an out 10 yards uh, when you're backed up inside your own. So holding, uh, holding as it is described, would be placing the hands on an individual, holding onto their pads, holding on a jersey, whatever. Um, and they look for that tug of the jersey. That's a big one. Big thing. If, yeah, if you're easy, holding the jersey, one for they're going to call it every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, but if, you are, if you're making a defender or offensive player move in a non-natural form, holding on to them and uh, and turning them by that hold or maneuvering them in such a fashion with that hold, it's going to be called holding. Um, now, I will tell you as a longtime football fan that holding happens on every single play. Um, and, it, and we just t- talked about legal types of holding with the defense and having a five-yard buffer where they can do that. I know this is confusing, um, but it does happen on every play. Teams try and sneakily do it all the time and are successful often. Because um, we mentioned that there's 791 holding calls in 2019. There were a whole lot more plays than 791 <laughs> yeah. in the NFL in 2019. Oh, yeah. So they're more successful than not. 
Um, and there's lots of little tricks to do it. You keep your hands farther inside on the pads yeah. when you do it. When I, you so, turn your back to a ref at a key position as an offensive lineman. Yeah, well, I, I played I played tight end when I was in when I was in high school, and they they our coach told us like the only way to get away with it is to get like under their their pads like where where the pads come at their chest. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and get them there. Right. And use that as leverage. And said if you but you have to do it right because you can't get called for it. Yeah. And and these are as you watch the game, and if you're newer to football, um, you know, and and I I could be talking to our our friend uh, Levi that listens into the show. Uh, he's newer to uh, to watching games at least, and uh, um, is a he jerk of a fan so, by the he's way. Talks so he's much talking trash. so much trash about his three and one Browns. Yeah, he had texted uh, us this morning and was like, "Good morning to everybody who is three and one. Oh wait, that's just me. <laughs> um, good thing but, I'm not in there because. <laughs> But if you, been a good morning. if you are, yeah, uh, <laughs> if you, but if you are newer to, to the game, be watching for those calls and try and understand. You'll also see it called uh, if a uh, offensive or defensive player uh, tackles somebody uh, who is not carrying the ball. Um, mm, and yeah. uh, uh, because if they p- tackle them, pin them to the ground, that is also considered a, uh, a holding uh, call. You're going to see that happen a lot more on uh, offensive players and defensive. Um, or get it called on the offensive player. Yeah, uh, and there will be times too when you'll still see an offensive lineman take a guy to the ground, but that's usually when they're able to like use their leverage and kind of just like right. topple on top of them, and then they'll just kind of lay there for a little bit. So right. Not I think a couple scenarios where you'll called. if you see the if you see the yellow flag get pulled, um, you you can give it's a good chance it's a holding call if there's like a a play that's swinging outside, um, kind of going to the outside a run play there, uh, screen plays a lot of times if the flag gets pulled. Also, if the quarterback, um, if peop- if the linemen, the defensive linemen are getting pressure, are getting pressure on the quarterback, and the quarterback starts running, and you see that, see the yellow flag go, it's most most likely that's what that is: is the offensive lineman holding that defensive line um, in some way or another, so he can't get to the quarterback because they get panicky and they don't want the their quarterback to get sacked, and yeah, so or hurt or hurt or that, <laughs> yeah, and they would rather much rather take the holding penalty than get somebody hurt, obviously. So, yeah. yep. Um, but yeah, if you have any more questions about that, please feel free to uh, email us and we'll give you uh, the addresses in uh, in the link here in the description uh, and uh, we'll always have that available for you. But you can email us. We'd be happy to answer any questions you have. Uh, talk about that at a later time uh, as well. And we'll have another rule that we go over next week. Um, we just want to hit our fantasy football update. I had an OK week. I went two and one. Uh, mm. Got the important win though in the main league. I I dropped. Nice. I, I did real well. I had 155 in the A this week. Oh snap! So I had a I had a nice week. I had Scary Terry uh, oh. dominate uh, with a couple of touchdowns there. I had Derrick Henry again in that league. I'm honestly surprised he didn't get 80 points because Julio Jones and AJ Brown were out. <laughs> you would have thought it's man. a little disappointing that he only got what he did. It's not even his highest scoring week of the year. Obviously, I know. it was the week before, but. Um, yeah, I was a little disappointed, but I, I did, uh, I also had, um, more, uh, this last week, nice. uh, that was 27.9. He actually had the most on my team this week. Uh, at Diggs was 14.9. That was all right. Uh, Najee got me 18.10 and then I had a disappointing week from cousins. Uh, again, we mentioned that that would, they did not have a lot of offense there. I ended up with just 10 points. Lock it. Um, uh, did not get me hardly anything. Uh, I think it's four and a half, something like that. Um, decent week from Indianapolis defense. 
uh, played them against Miami. Uh, so I'll take that with eight points. But yeah, man, I, I was firing on all cylinders with the receivers. Oh, and then I had uh, I picked up uh, Gasicki from uh, Miami. I did too. And had a touchdown. Uh, 11 went, points, I think? Yeah, he, uh, 14 oh, 14, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, so he had he had five catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown. So yeah. I had an all right week, got another close win in one of my other leagues, and, uh, and then a loss, um, I believe, in the church league to Jameson. Yeah. Did you get me this week? I did. Yeah, I um, that was my only win of the week. Oh well, you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, I that was another Kirk Cousins team. <laughs> so yeah. I or wait, no, is that my Kyler team? Might be my Kyler team. Kyler Murray, you should be going undefeated. Uh, I think I don't know how I did. Yeah. I did, oh, you I know did. what I just realized this week as well. Oh, no, I started Cousins. I didn't even know until like Saturday night that I was in the C League still, <laughs> and I Seriously? was yeah, and I was second in the league <laughs> I, there you go. I didn't draft i didn't do anything for the first three weeks i ended up losing this week so i'm two and two fourth out of ten oh, but i was like funny. oh because i just randomly opened my email and saw that i had a trade request I was like from where <laughs> yeah that's funny <laughs> so i was like okay well yeah yeah i i uh jameson did get me you uh but i i mean i didn't have a horrible week with a lot of my players i had Chubb was pretty disappointing. He only got eleven. Uh, I had really, Scary Terry I, on that team. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, and I have I have Swift, and he did nothing. Uh, he had eight rushes for sixteen yards, and then I have Cousins on that team too. And then Adams didn't have a good week either. Um, that was a bit of a disappointment. I did start your boy Henderson though. Uh, he got me over fourteen. I told yeah. you I wasn't going to leave him on the bench anymore. That's the team where I have him, and I'm like, I'm just he's too consistent. If he if he's playing you need to play yeah and that goes to anybody i mean obviously it depends on how stacked your team is but i'm right assuming most of you aren't playing in like six man so didn't play against tampa you know so we didn't get any points there but 15 15 and 14 are now his three weeks played uh he should be an every week start for you yeah and i mean as we didn't even really talk about it but as bad as the rams had a uh a day they definitely had a day but they were running the ball and it was like at one point for the first however many drives we had, it was like nine yards a carry. Yeah, yeah, he everybody. Was, so it was like when he, he finished he was with fourteen it. and eighty nine, I had just as many yards as Trey Sermon yeah. did. We just were behind and couldn't really run anymore. Right. Did so. also get you five. The reason his numbers stacked up though was he got five catches for twenty seven yeah uh, yards there. So I uh, he gets fourteen plus. Hey, guess who had a good week? Stone Hands Cook. Stone Hands McGee. Stone Hands Cook had uh, 16 points uh, for the Chargers. I uh, got a finally got a uh, receiving touchdown, six catches, 70 yards. Uh, connected with Herbert a whole lot there. Uh, that was that was a good win. And if you had suck up as your kicker this week, whoo, 15 yeah. points he dropped. Really, what messed me up this week? Because in my money league, I lost by about 20 which is pretty much the discrepancy of Travis Kelsey only having six points mm-hmm. instead of, you know, 20 something points like he has been having for me. Right. So, and then I finally started uh Ayuk and he had two and a half points. He had one catch <laughs> Don't for 15. Do, it. do not trust. Well, Ayuk. I mean, to be I honest, the score of the week before, but what like the only points I left on my bench was Leonard Fournette, And that was because I played, uh, how many did he end up with? 16.8 yeah 
Yeah, he had a but, good game. I mean, I had Joe Mixon, so I only I only really lost three points because I okay. played Cordero Patterson as my RB two and Jacoby Myers yeah. as my flex, who had sixteen point eight. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not really going to start Leonard Fournette over Joe Mixon. Yeah. You were one and two this week. Yeah. Yep. One and two. Grant, how'd you do? I did, I was two and two. Yeah. Um. When 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 the two the two leagues that were important, it was funny. I was in quite a pinch, uh, because. In our church league that we're in, I had Justin Herbert, and I was playing against Keenan Allen. I was up by like four, oh. I, I, and by, when the game started, I was up by like four points. So I was like, I was throw sweating. to anybody except Keenan Allen. And, but then in another, the other league that I was really wanting to win too, in our in the B league, I was playing against Mike Williams, and I had and I had Dan Carlson the kicker. That's funny. So I was like sweating. And I was like, like I, come on, Jared Cook. And, and I was ahead, but I was ahead, I was ahead in both of them, but only by a small margin. Uh, and praise the Lord, Justin Herbert threw to everybody but those two. Yeah. So I was able to win those games yeah. uh, in that way. So I won 2-2. Two two. I, I mentioned it in the office. My wife beat me in fantasy. And, and yeah, so our boss, our boss decided that, uh, <laughs> that Grant is losing his man card temporarily, at least. Uh, yeah. He now has to win his league, at least make it to the championship game to get it back. And then if he does, in fact, lose to his wife, I mean... In the championship, somehow, I think it's perma revoked, <laughs> and he has to beg her for it. I think that's how this is, and she that, won't give it to I me. I think that's fair. There's no <laughs> way she will give it <laughs> yeah. back to you. I, I also, no. I also did lose. Shout out to Chrissy. I also did lose by two <laughs> by two points to our friend Levi because Robbie Gould decided to not play, not play, yep. and, and it wasn't known until the game started. Yep. Yeah, yeah. they did so not. They I made lost. an announcement two minutes before the game time, uh, and uh, yeah, Grant and s- Grant was in the car. We yep. were on it, or well, no, we had just gotten to lunch. Yeah, and, and so I, I wasn't able to make so. that adjustment, and so That's tough. if he made one field goal, you know, I would have won by one what point because I lost we, by two. What game were we watching right before that? Mm, we were I don't remember. Close, we, were, we were watching a close game together. We were sitting together at lunch, so I don't we, remember we, which had, one. we had we uh, had we had the phones out and we were watching games. But uh, yeah, we were tuning into another game when they made the announcement, so we didn't have the chance. Yeah. So uh, it might have been the Jets game because that's what I was watching before the It Rams probably game. could have. No, it was uh, Saints Giants. Oh, one of those uh, overtime we games. Yeah, I was going to say it was right. one of those overtime games. Yeah, that's it was what we were watching. Morning. But yeah, so if Gould had came in and kicked one field goal, I would have won. So I would have gone three and one. <laughs> that's tough. But <laughs> that is, yeah, that is tough. Well, uh, we're going to move into our Would You Rather segment. Oh, I wanted to get one thing out, though. If you have, this is just a sneaky uh, start. He's been dropped in several leagues. He's been sitting on a lot of benches. If you have Marvin Jones, start him this week. Who are they uh, playing? I love the matchup. It was, uh, I, they've got, well, the Jaguars have several um, division games coming up. They're playing against Tennessee at home this week. Um, Marvin has had, already had uh, two weeks where he's had 16 and 14, first two weeks of the season. He had a down week when they keyed in on him in Arizona. Um, and then he had a even even worse week worse week against Arizona or at Cincinnati. But I don't like Thursday games for receivers at all in general. Uh, that's usually not a good thing. But dude's rested up. He's ready to go. Uh, they got him marked at twelve point seven six this week. I guarantee you, he is going to have more than twelve point seven six. Guarantee you, the volume of targets he's going to get. He finds the end zone. You're looking at an easy 16 points from him this next week. That is, uh, you can call that a lock. Start him if you got him. I am going to find a way to do it on my roster. I have a really good team uh, there, but I, I'm going to sneak him in somewhere. 
Anyway, uh, moving on to this week's Would You Rathers. Uh, we got a decent list of them. We're going to try and run through it uh, faster than we normally do. But, Jameson, go ahead. All right, well, lightning round these. So the first one, would you rather be a ref in football or an ump in baseball? Baseball. This has to do uh, in part with uh, Senor West, who is retiring from baseball. I wanted to do that one in his honor. Yes. Uh, wow. So he he's got dang. Uh, he's got the uh, a wild. He's got a wild card series, and then it's always dependent on how they do and whatnot. Who's going? They should give him the World Series. World Series. He has been in the World Series multiple times. It would not surprise me if he gets the opportunity. One to go. more. I read a really cool stat about him, by the way. Uh, 190 uh, players and coaches he has thrown out over 40 years as an. Mm, uh, wow. And he goes, it's really not that many when you think about it, you know, in, in, like per year. It's it's like four and a half, you know, per year is what he's tossed. Uh, but, I mean, there's like, 162 he, games. He does so. hold the record for most players and uh, uh, coaches ejected. But anyway, uh, yeah, we wanted to ask that one in his honor. I'm, I'm taking up in baseball for a couple of reasons. One, not as many people watch baseball as football, so I'm not my my. I won't get death threatened. Oh man, as many when you make that mistake. Oh, I know. Yeah. But yeah. then two, I feel like there's not as. M- this is gonna sound like ignorant, but I feel like there's more ch- opportunities for you to get stuff wrong in football than in baseball. You see mm. more times than not games l- fall on the call of a ref in football as opposed to an ump. And because because I mean a lot of what you're calling is you know the strikes or balls. I would tend to disagree. Okay. Yeah, and only because I would rather be a ref in football. If only because, like, you can play the football game, and obviously refs can, refs in any sport can change the way a game turns out and unfolds. But when you're playing baseball, literally every pitch comes down to whether that guy says strike or ball. Whereas a quarterback can get the football, throw it to somebody, and be a touchdown. Yeah, I think White Hat you know? and and plate umpire are just two of the things I would. White Hat, uh, for those of you who wouldn't be familiar with the term, is the captain official uh, or lead, head official in, in football. Um, I think those are two toughest jobs in officiating yeah. sports. Period. Um, I I do agree. Balls and strikes, not my cup of tea either. I have umped a few like kid games and that kind of thing, and even at that, I feel really bad. Yeah, there's times where I'm like, man, I don't. Yeah, I'm just being honest. I mean, some of that comes that from I know football more than I know baseball. But, uh, sure, but also sure, like, sure. I I would say I would rather I I think I would rather be I, I would rather be an NFL umpire, and I would love to be a I, I would love to do sideline. So if, if oh yeah, if I could get that so, job, so you don't have to make all the you don't make yeah. the decision. Yeah, yeah. That's oh the yeah. Other thing with baseball, do, okay, that's and okay. Football. I got a camera to back up every I guess decision that I make. I guess and you this can challenge doesn't, me and, and it'll be fine. I guess this yeah. does not specify. But yeah, they like balls and strikes, you you can't overturn. That you can't at yeah. all. Um and uh so yeah, maybe I, I would go for that. I will so, sideline judge, my bad. I'll call it the official yeah. term. Uh sideline judge. So that that'd I'm be sti- me. But I think I'm still sticking with ump. Also third baseball. base umpire would be fine too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd I'd be fine working over yeah. on third base and yeah. doing next to nothing. Some of the that'd less consequential ones. But okay. Yeah. Uh next one here. This one was funny. Uh, would you rather be Matt Nagy? Call, would you rather have Matt Nagy calling your plays, or have Urban Meyer as your dad? <laughs> um, this is my best one of the week. I, so you might I be love getting, writing these. 
<laughs> you might be getting a stepdad. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> You're not yeah. right. Um, I mean, oh, I I would I would probably rather have Matt Nagy. Yeah. Uh, if anything, like he was the family, offensive coordinator in, in Kansas rich. City. My family's already being torn apart. I'll, I'll take Matt Nagy as as my play caller because that's a job. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got because because man, that's a job, right? Yeah, but I mean the Bears. The Bears went to the playoffs. You come home to your family. He was an offensive coordinator in Kansas City. You know, here's the thing: if Matt Nagy's calling your plays, you are you, you're a you're an athlete. You're a player in the NFL. You got a million dollar contract. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just okay. some schmuck whose dad sucks. <laughs> yeah, at life, at life, at life, uh, at life. And is an NFL coach, which we all saw coming. Dang it, I'll take Matt Nagy too. Yeah, <laughs> that was my favorite. One. Uh, <laughs> I saved it for last. And then a total 180. Would you rather have ice cream or cake oh, dessert? <laughs> ice cream all day. Ice cream for me as ice, well. Ice now, if I can get an ice cream cake or oh, like, yeah, dude, ice cream oh, cake's yeah. the way to go. Or, that's my wife's jam. Or she a slice that. of pie with some ice cream. But I, I don't go to the store and just go buy a cake. I go buy yeah. ice cream. I, I'm not having cake without ice cream. I can have yeah. ice yeah. cream without cake. Yep. There's, ice cream. there's one cake that I eat every year for my birthday that I'll have in a few weeks. Um, oh, and yeah, your birthday's uh, my end birthday's, of October. Yeah, end of this month. But um, that cake, I will take over everything. Outside of that, I'll go with the ice cream. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Uh, would you rather play quarterback or be a starting pitcher? Oh man! Really, just blew into the mic. So both. Uh, oh, that's tough, mm. man. Okay, because it depends on what you want. Do you are you are we the type of people that like want the spotlight and like you know want that aggressive? Or do we want something that we don't want to do a lot of? I I am the type of person that I want to be able to control the outcome. And I think as a pitcher, you have the complete ability to do that. And so I would rather, I would rather have the ball in my hand and get to make every decision without having 10 other people on my side of the ball affect it. Um, so I get all the say. It's on me, one way or the other. I, I like that feeling. Yeah. So I think I'll take starting pitcher. Also, really good paying job. And you mm-hmm. don't usually get punched in the face uh, multiple times every when you go out to play the game. So... Yeah, as big of a football fan as I am, uh, yeah. Although you do get comebackers, and dear lord, have we seen some nasty injuries from those? Yeah, but I'll take pitcher. Uh, you also get a longer career on average, unless you're Tom Brady. I mean, I said on average, <laughs> on average, he's not average. Well, the yeah. the average career length of a baseball player versus a football player in general, anyways, is just astronomically different. It's like three and a I'm, half years. I'm probably I'm, yeah. I'm probably taking quarterback just because I love football so much yeah. more. And I, you know, I, I played quarterback like back, like, you know, backyard football with my friends and like, you know, flag football with my, you know, doing family games, all that kind of stuff. And it's just so much fun. I, um, and I, I like the faster pace. Yeah. And so for me, I'd take quarterback. I, I will say the only thing, the only thing I ever did as a kid where I would do that, like play pretend in the backyard with sports, uh, I would sit there and I'd, I'd do like bottom of the line, two outs. And I'd, you know, take a stick or, or have one of my bats in my hand and I'd be sitting there trying to hit a ball. And the only other thing I ever did like that was two outs, bottom of the ninth. The count is full. The bases are juiced. And they're, and his team's up by one run. Here comes Novak for the pitch. And, you know, like I would, and then I'd throw a ball in or whatever and uh, strike the guy out. 
time. I was fantastic in uh, in my you know game three. Games. It was yeah, awesome. You 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 probably oh, pitched bro, a no hitter. I think I won at least like twenty seven <laughs> World Series. It was awesome. I, I always did the one. Speaking of that, when I was a kid, I always did the. There's four seconds left on the clock. Grant oh, yeah. Hawker come down the court. Shoots it's oh, like, yeah, 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 like yeah. oh he misses but miraculously there there's five more seconds on the clock I missed it I grab yeah. the rebound and be trying he to like shoots, get in shoots. like oh wow he really sucks but he's still trying to I did, no, he's I bricking him quick quick story I did this one time and of my school there was like this uh, this hoop in the back by the sixth grade classroom and it was far away from the rest of everything right there's just this one hoop back there it was like uh, a mobile one and i think they put it over there for the kids who really sucked or something they just <laughs> let them play on that one um so they didn't have to be in front of everybody but i go out there one day after school and i had been serving some detention like usual uh, we can get into that at a later time and i'm i'm just shooting free throws and then uh and i go all right it's the fourth quarter and i'm saying this crud out loud he's he's going to uh, if he makes this shot, this free throw, the game is over and they win. Also, there's seven seconds left on the clock. <laughs> like, I threw that just one in, in there. And just in case I missed it, dude, I full on like airball the shot. It hits the building, comes back to me. I grab it. I go to shoot a layup. These are the slowest seven I seconds miss, of all time. I miss, and then and then it comes back on the other side of the rim. I grab the ball, do a quick turn, I go three, and I throw it up. I miss again. I come back to two. the other side. I grab <laughs> yeah. two, goes in one. We win. Game over. I turn around. There's like six of my friends standing there and just die and laugh. And they're like, you suck. And I'm just like, I won. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, Those are my imaginary scenarios when I was yeah, a kid. I didn't yeah. do the baseball yeah, one. Pretty, yeah, uh, I was a basketball one. That was very embarrassing, um, by the way. That being said, I went to I, a different school the next year. <laughs> I, I would probably also pick quarterback. But the idea of being a starting pitcher sounds more like a cushy gig. Yeah. So, But I personally, I would just take the quarterback. And then last one here. Uh, which kind of is back to football stuff. Um, would you rather start Lockett against the Rams? Are we assuming that this is like from fantasy perspective? This week. Is this fantasy or is this just... Yes, fantasy okay. this week. For fantasy, would you rather start Lockett against the Rams or Corey Davis against Atlanta this week? Corey Davis, Atlanta. Well, right now, right now, Yahoo has a differential of two points in this uh, in favor of Lockett. And I think that's mostly volume. Um, and, sure. and the fact that it's a divisional game, I think, I think there's probably gonna be more points I mean, scored in that game than we, yeah. we recognize. Well, We're going to do pick them on that in a little bit. And, but. um, Lockett does seem to usually score against the Rams. He usually Jaylen does. Ramsey is lining up against DK Metcalf most of the time. Yeah. So just keep Makes that sense. in mind. Everybody yeah. that wasn't Jalen Ramsey this last week was kind of getting torched. So, right. Yeah, that's um, true. Who are you going with? I would rather take Lockett against the Rams. Uh, than I would Corey Davis against the Falcons. I, I'm taking Corey Davis, even though, obviously, huge Lockett fan. Love the guy, love the Seahawks. But I'm taking Corey Davis because Lockett is too much of a boomer bust. Like, his first two weeks of the season, was he was in the stratosphere, right, with his points, and then he's definitely come back to earth a little bit, and that's just who Lockett is. He's a very inconsistent. He'll have games where he's, like, easily the best wide receiver in the league, it seems like. And the next week, he has, you know, four catches for 40 yards. And so I'm taking Corey Davis just because that connection with Zach Wilson seems to be really, you know, really solid. And then also that Atlanta defense, I don't trust at all. I, I think that if Seattle is going to be in the game or potentially try to win the game, it's going to be a game where Lockett is involved. 
Oh yeah, for sure. And so that's what he does. I I have more faith in like can Russ get the ball to this guy? Well, but than that's the my other thing too. Dear, I looked at it. Aaron Donald has sacked Russell Wilson fifteen times in his career. Everyone else that too is like six. I think I think the second second place the person he sacked is like with six sacks total. And so the Rams just harass Wilson all all all, all over the place. Now yeah. he will get his. I mean, Russell Wilson will get his big play. He always gets that against them. He'll get a sixty yard yeah. touchdown against them at one point. But I, yeah, I, I I trust Corey Davis on that. I so I would take Corey Davis. Here's my here here's why. Corey Davis has scored twenty four against Carolina at Carolina. And he scored nineteen at home against Tennessee this last week. Tennessee giving up the most points to wide receivers so far. Uh, the two teams that have stopped him, uh, Denver at Denver, uh, he had 6.6 against them, and then he had a really bad week when his team only scored six points against New England um, and had 1.8. Is, is Atlanta Jets game, is it, are the Jets home or away? It's, uh, they are at Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, okay. uh, just to give you a scope on what they've done so far as a reminder, got torched by the Eagles at home to start the season, 32-6. Uh, they gave up 48 to the Bucks in Tampa. Uh, they beat the Falcons 17-14, or, or the, sorry, beat the Giants. Uh, the Falcons did 17-14 uh, in week three. And then they uh, gave up 34 to the Redskins lost uh, this last week. They've given up 30 plus points, three out of their four games. Uh, they have surrendered, I believe, the most points in the NFL so far. I'm going to take Corey Davis, who is the primary target, uh, yeah. in, for sure, uh, against the Jet or against the Falcons this week. I they only got him at twelve seven six. I think this is way too low. It's not dumb to say that he's going to score eighteen to twenty points. Also, not dumb to say that Lockett's going to hit mid teens either. Yeah. I don't think I. I just think the ceiling is higher for Corey Davis this week. But uh, I, I would encourage people to go take it just because he's going to get the volume. Corey's probably going to end up with eight, nine catches. Um, and, and I like him for around 100 yards and score here. So he could genuinely break 20, no problem, uh, being that scary Terry from last week or duplicate his performance from last week as well. Yeah. And for me, some of that is going to be just what Wilson do I trust more? I, I'm still not mm. very excited on yeah. Zach Wilson. So Made some plays this last week. Yeah, I did. Even though even though they tried to defense, even though they tried to give it away when it was first and goal, and then on third and goal they run a quarterback bootleg, and he just chased down by a defensive end, loses yards. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, Yeah. But that's the end of uh, that. Would you rather segment? All right. Just remind me that we need to do an Urban Meyer one every week for (laughs) until he loses his job. (laughs) And a Matt Nagy one, maybe. Yeah. I mean, we could we could probably work him in there. Um, we're just going to briefly touch on college football this week. Um, and not because my ducks lost and I don't want to talk about it. Um, because <laughs> not much, oh my God, not much else happened in college football. Um, that was all that surprising this week. Some blowout wins again for, for some upsets. Uh, that, oh, well, there's one that we're going to talk about when we, and I was going to save it for pick them. Okay. So, uh, we won't, but in our segment here. Uh, we'll we'll just mention right now there are two really good football teams in college football, and then there's like everybody else. And there's 23 football teams. Oh my gosh, um, Alabama and uh, Georgia just are phenomenal. I uh, and and if you don't want that to be the championship game right now, I understand. 
you don't but, want it to be, but but it's gonna happen. Uh, those two teams are just better than everybody else. I genuinely think Georgia can beat Alabama. Um, their defense is just unreal. I'm feeling a little worse about my Alabama would destroy everybody. Yeah, every week that Georgia plays football, only because Georgia's the only other team. Like, yeah, both of those teams will destroy anybody, and I wasn't really too confident in what Georgia could do against Bama, but they just keep doing. My it. boys, Penn State. Yeah, they're looking good. They're looking real good. We're going to get to them and pick them as well in just a moment. Uh, Penn State ranked in the top five. It's been a the minute, three, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, they are because um, the Ducks aren't. And we will touch on that now. Mm. The Ducks go to the scariest place in the Pac-12, in my opinion, to play games and play the Stanford Cardinals the on Billy. a hot, muggy, nasty day in the Bay. Uh, it was 93 on the field, Gross. Uh, but a zero in my heart. Uh, it was a horrible, horrible day uh, as a bad. Duck fan. Uh, like I can't, it was just, just you know, Brown looks terrible. Um, bad, they, bad, bad officiating. They, I, there was some bad calls. That's totally fair. There's a you can look up one if you want to see it uh, in the middle of the game um, on that one too. But it was. It was just bad football. Ducks should have won that game. No problem. And uh, just at times seems like poor play calling, but just poor execution overall. Um, And they lose in overtime again, 31-24 to the Cardinals. That creates a major shakeup in the Pac-12. And the Pac-12 just did what it always does, beats up on itself and disappoints its fans because it takes away the opportunity for anybody to... Make it into the top four. Cannot wait for the next couple of years to be over. So they expand that thing to the eight. And, uh, you know, conferences like the Pac-12, uh, some of the smaller schools can get into the conversation and uh, we can play some Dave and Goliath games and get some stuff done. But um, right now, you know, I would still say it's not like the Ducks aren't in the driver's seat for the Pac-12 for, for you Pac-12 fans, for you Duck fans. Um, have to give it up to the Beavers again, though. Got another one done. Um, and are looking Oregon. like a formidable appoint, uh, opponent right now. Uh, Jonathan Smith is doing a heck of a job coaching that team. While he may not have the talent that other schools do, uh, he's he's got his playbook and a, a solid coaching staff that he's put together. They get it done against the Huskies. And for Oregon teams, anytime you beat the Huskies, uh, it's a good day, even if it's I ugly, would, ugly yeah, football. That was a that to the day I die. 27-24 victory for the Beavers. Uh, at home, I uh, watched a whole bunch of people heading out to the game uh, from where we live, and uh, they were uh, they were super pumped up. I know there was a lot of Beaver fans talking smack. I'll just Oregon remind State you, did receive twenty seven votes. I know, I saw that they're gonna they're gonna crack twenty five uh, with if, one more win. Yeah, if we win, they we're will. gonna be in twenty five. I had to double check to make sure. Yep. But. Yeah, they're they're awful close. I believe technically they'd be in what twenty eighth place right now. Yeah, they're behind Clemson A and M. And then it's Oregon State. Yeah, twenty. And so twenty. Mississippi State were kind of sandwiched in there. Makes sense. Makes sense. So they're they're right on the cusp and good for them. You're never going to hear uh, Beaver hate uh, from my microphone. I love when the Ducks and the Beavers are good uh, up until the Civil War, and then I hope that uh, the Beavers uh, just fall flat for the day. That's always that's always the goal for my season as a fan. Yep. But uh, good for them. Um, UCLA got an important uh, win this weekend as well. Uh, they are they're sitting in the driver's seat on the south, um, and still look like a good football team. Uh, I know they got a they got a loss they didn't want, 
But uh, that looks like a really good football team, and, and Chip's doing a heck of a job there, too. So it's going to be really interesting to see uh, over the next couple of weeks what happens. Uh, I'm really curious to see what uh, how USC responds, if that program can hold down a 500 season after uh, firing Todd Helton and seemingly surrendering. Urban uh, Meyer's on his way, folks. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> yeah. go. Let's go. That's not a bad call. Because um, Urban Meyer, hey, if he, he said- survives the season, shocked will I be shocked um i wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow we find out some news here you go urban meyer's either going to be coaching usc or he's going to be on alabama staff next year because when you have a major life crisis you go play for uh, or you You go coach die down for a little bit yeah you go to alabama you you steve sarkeesian yourself and uh, (laughs) and then you go off and you know you go to rehab or do whatever it is you got to do and then you become a successful coach again. marriage counseling yeah i mean there's this guy coaching old miss right now uh, who got massacred by alabama this last week uh by the way i think saban just improved to 27 or 28 and 0 against his former assistants yeah brutal right um but uh yeah he's gonna do one of those two things wouldn't surprise me at all um but anyway i Continuing, uh, continuing on in segments this week, we want to uh, leave college football there for a moment because we're going to get back to it in the pick'em in just a little bit. Mention some awesome stuff that did happen uh, last week uh, in the top ten and one game that I definitely called, even though I didn't want to, and I'm super excited about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but right now we want to get to our stats of the week. I'm going to turn it over to Grant for the first one uh, this week. What do you got for us, man? Yeah. So stat of the week. Is an interesting one. Um, I'm trying to load, and now it's not loading. I do have it memorized, but it's okay. So, with the Lions' loss, right? The Lions' loss to the Bears. They fell to the Bears. Jared Goff is 0-11 without Sean McVay. He has not won a single NFL game without Sean McVay. The last Ooh, time, that's a good stat. The last time he won uh, without Sean McVay was... I, this is where it's not loading... It was in college in 2015. It was the last time. Well, and I will say this California too. California Bears. I don't blame him that much because that first year when he came into playing your Jared Fisher was just Oh, a it was awful. So yeah. he's really like 0-4 since we've had like the Jared Goff that was winning football games. Hold on, you did just call him Jared Fisher. Well, Jeff next. Fisher. Sorry. <laughs> Jeff Fisher and Jared Goff. Um, but yeah, that was a, I yeah. mean, we're talking Jared about Jared Goff is Rams not one of single professional game in his career without Mr. Hair Gel himself, Sean McVay. Wow. That's pretty yeah. that is a pretty good stat. Jameson, what do you got for? Um I wanted to say this one earlier when we were on the uh Herbert talk, so I kinda have a little light one with this and then a second one that's even crazier. But uh when we were talking about Justin Herbert, he has six games with three touchdowns and zero picks, which is tied for the most by any quarterback in NFL history in his first two seasons, but he's done it in only 19 games. You repeat that again so I can get all of it. Six games with three touchdowns and zero picks. Okay, That's tied for the most by any QB in history in their first two seasons, but he's only played 19 games. He's going to own that record real soon, probably. Yeah, so he's not even he's played a season and like a quarter of a season. And and he's a record that people have in their first two seasons. And and he's already, uh, I think he has the third most yards uh, for the amount of games played in in uh, his career so far. I was watching that stat pre Monday Night Football too. Uh, he's behind Mahomes, 
I believe Peyton. Yeah. Were the two. And I didn't really get the chance good to, company to be in because yeah. I was trying to keep us going, but I didn't even gush that much on him when we were talking about him earlier, but man, I love Herbert's game. I the one him. that I wanted to, this was the main one I wanted to bring to the table. Um, Hunter Renfro. Mm, I got, I've got a random. thing. I've got I've got okay. a thing for my little shifty white receivers in the slot. Uh, <laughs> Hunter Renfro has Racist. now caught at least one pass in each of his last 76 games. He had a Clemson record of 43 in a row to end his college career and a streak of 33 in a row to start his NFL career is where he's at now. If Vegas doesn't have a line on this, they are missing an awesome prospect. So, wow. 76 games in a row with one catch at least. Wow. That's ridiculous. That, I mean, yeah. Wow. Dude does his job. Yeah. That's start him in fantasy. No, don't do <laughs> that. Don't, don't do, do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, my stat of the week comes from the 49ers Seahawks game. Oh, yeah. um, I heard and that, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is this is pretty atrocious. <laughs> I love it. Uh, the 49ers now we go through a few. I got a few of them, but this is just overall offensive stats. The 49ers uh, had 23 first downs on Sunday. The Seahawks had 14. They had the 49ers had 15 passing first downs. The Seahawks had six. <laughs> the 49ers ran 72 plays. The Seahawks ran 54. The 49ers had 457 yards. That's a good day in the NFL. 450. That's a lot. 457. The Seahawks had 234. <laughs> the 49ers had an accumulated 314 passing yards between their two quarterbacks. Russ ended the day with an accumulated 129 because he did get sacked three right. times for 20 yards. Uh and then they all the 49ers also outrushed uh, the Seahawks 143 to 105. Uh, what was the ending score in that game? You might ask 28 21 Seattle. Thank you to uh, Cannon, the uh, young gentleman that we pulled off uh, waivers from the Ravens for fumbling the ball in the 14 yard line and giving uh, Russell out. Wilson his shortest drive in the past three seasons. And, and yeah. uh, He's only had one shorter drive in his career uh, for a touchdown. Uh, he has actually had a shorter one than that for a field goal. They got like no gains after, uh, I think it was a, I can't remember if it was a fumble or an interception, but, uh, but then ended up kicking a field goal. So super disappointed in the lack of points being put up by a team who had no problem driving the ball. Understandably, however, no Robbie Gould, so they didn't take field goals and ended up going it for it on fourth down a few times. Uh, converted three out of their four uh, fourth down opportunities as well. The 49ers did, um, and uh, had to go to the punter for kicking duties, who made one extra point, missed a field goal, missed an extra point, and again could not take long field goals at all. Um, so it uh, looks like uh, uh, what's his first? Is it Joey Sly? Uh, former Panthers kicker. That sounds yeah. right. Uh, is going to be kicking for the 49ers this week uh, against Arizona. He's actually pretty. I had him in fantasy a he, couple years ago. Real solid. Uh, yeah. They just didn't want to pay him. Uh, apparently what happened. So he was, he did not make a roster this year. Um, be on the, m- make it with the 49ers. And they, they may end up stashing him uh, as well. Believe it or not, as a uh, practice squad player, uh, just uh, because of Robbie Gould's possible 
uh, injury scenario here. So he's got he's out three to five weeks with a uh, groin issue. Um, just because we're talking about injuries, let's jump down to this week uh, in the injury report. I know Robbie Gould is in it. Uh, mm-hmm. You go ahead and hit the NFL. I'll touch on the MLB here in a moment. Yeah, so I'll zip through these. Um, again, we try to keep this list a little bit shorter and kind of highlight some players that you might have in your fantasy rotation or that will just mean something a little bit more to a team. Um, but uh, we'll kind of start off here. David Montgomery is questionable with a knee. I believe it was a knee sprain. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I kind of threw this one in here just because it's technically on the injury report, but Andy Dalton is questionable with a knee injury. Uh, okay. If uh, really? he knows what's good for him, he'll keep him out of there. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, T. Higgins is questionable with a shoulder this week. Joe Mixon is questionable with an ankle. Um, I put an asterisk on these next two here. Michael Gallup um, has been on IR with a calf, but is kind of looking to return either this, this week. window opened? I believe it had. I'd have to look it up again to Sweet. see. I am stashing him but, on one team. But he's, I, I believe it was either this week or next week where he's looking to return. Okay. Uh, Sterling Shepard also has been out for a while, and he's starting to look questionable You're this week. Gallup? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I didn't have anybody else to put on IR, so I stashed Gallup. Yeah. I guess fair enough. I didn't um, make the Michael Thomas move. So Sterling Shepard's kind of in the same boat. Um, Amari Cooper played last week. He's still questionable with a hamstring, but I'm not really feeling too bad about that one there. Uh, DJ Chark is out uh, for the season uh, with an ankle. He's been put on IR. Another Wolf- reason to start Marvin Jones this next week exactly. uh, for the Jaguars. Exactly. Uh, Will Fuller broke his finger this wait, last wait, week. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold the phone. Will Fuller is injured? You're kidding. What? I'd never thought that would yeah. be possible. Who would have thought? Uh, he is ruled out officially this week. Big Ben is questionable with a hip injury, Bench which him. could be... A, Get him a walker and put him out there. It could be a blessing in disguise for you Steelers fans, if we're being quite honest. For real. No kidding. Uh, but also, speaking Dwayne of Steelers... Haskins. Yeah. Chase Claypool. Haskins. Claypool also questionable this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Good. Uh, we already kind of talked about it, but your boy Robbie Gould is on IR right now with the groin. Uh, I put these two down. Again, I see them probably playing. Chris Carson, questionable with a neck uh, injury, and DJ Metcalf, questionable with a foot injury. Those are, uh Those are really... Oh, yeah. I was typing AJ and, and DK right next to each other. Um, <laughs> but um, I see them both playing. They're probably just there because it's a short week, and yeah. it was the same thing with the Rams. I didn't really put any of those guys there. Henderson's technically questionable. They're going to have all those guys as questionable because they're on a short week, um, sure. and they don't want to practice them um i put the entire tampa bay secondary on this list as well um so i'm not going to list all those people uh aj brown is questionable with a hamstring and then gronk is doubtful with ribs i believe it was ribs and a punctured lung uh which is why he didn't make the trip to new england this last week so i bet he's kind of bummed for that not gonna lie yeah i'm sure i'm sure he would have liked to be the receiving end of the record uh, oh i'm sure i'm sure brady would have loved that too and also just to be there to kind of stick it to the man. You so know? is is Julio not mentioned on the injury report for the Titans this week? He wasn't. There were no really any relevant updates for the last few days on Julio. Okay. So I'm expecting him to play. Yeah. Uh, he's kind of been lingering there though. So yeah, I know. Well, and he I usually know does. He yeah. and, and because of his veteran status, um, you and know, some the, of it was undisclosed probably to, to my memory. So. Yeah, he's but he's going to definitely take today off anyway, coming yeah. off an injury. There's no reason for him to be a practice on Tuesday. Yeah, um, and there yeah. are a lot of these guys uh, that are going to be showing up on here. And 
I've kind of trimmed the fat on the list because there are a lot of guys who are always like, sure. they're questionable this week with so-and-so, and it's like, they're playing. It's still early in the week as we record this. Yeah, and I, and I don't, and we didn't definitely didn't miss this, but I, you know, we mentioned earlier, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Jimmy uh, with calf strain. Um, and we literally have no idea who's going to start on Sunday against Arizona. And we probably won't know until kickoff with that one. Yeah. Uh, he's, he is what I would say is highly questionable. Um, but they, they have hope at least, uh, that's what Kyle said. Uh, Shanahan I, did. I feel like Shanahan wouldn't conference. give that information until he yeah. doesn't. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He's uh, very Belichickian, but, in that but regard. Jimmy G is like that guy from SpongeBob who's got the paper skin and the glass bones. Yeah. So we'll <laughs> see. I, honestly, I think if he plays, he's going to get hurt again. That's what happened last year. And then he was out yeah. for like six weeks. So, and, and like I said, if it was me, you use that as your excuse to play Trey Lance. Right. And kind of take some heat off of like, I'm just going to bench Jimmy G and play this guy. But I'll pass it off to you here for some of those MLB injuries, unless yeah, anybody has something to say about it. Just a few key ones. Uh, Brandon Belt uh, going to be out for San Francisco for a little bit. Uh, luckily, they don't play, uh, I believe, until Friday this week. Uh, and then uh, J.D. Martinez did not play tonight for the Red Sox. He's dealing with a very light ankle sprain. He was jogging out to the outfield and stepped on second base. Um, and that's how he hurt himself. Uh, in the season finale game the other day that the Red Sox won. Uh, Clayton Kershaw is dealing with forearm soreness. Mm. Um, and it was I, I believe he is going to be left off. I, I, I think he already was left off the uh, wild card game that uh, they're playing tomorrow against the Cardinals. Off that, that roster. So, yeah, they're, they're hoping to have him back for the first series if they win tomorrow. Um, I'd definitely be taking them if I was a betting man. Um, but uh, well, that's going to be really interesting. The Cardinals seem to beat the Dodgers when they shouldn't often. That's that, fair. That, that is a, a theme that seems to happen. Th- that's fair. I, th- I, th- I mean, they obviously, the Dodgers have the roster. I mean, they won, oh, yeah, they sure. won 106 games this year, and, and uh, you would just assume that they're going to take that. But sure. um, those are my big notables. I want to go too deep here. Uh, there's several teams dealing with uh, day-to-day type uh, players and certainly guys are going to play though uh, in some scenarios uh, do or die type ones anyway uh, but well, let's move into the playoff picture for the baseball as it stands <laughs> we'll kind of run into this I know Grant we've been talking about every week by the way just real quick I know the Mariners <sighs> lost but that call on that uh, what uh, I'm trying to remember now that I it's been a couple of days since I watched You're it talking about the the commentators yeah it was awesome yeah on the on the Mitch Haniger oh yeah, yeah, yeah I did yeah. watch that yeah, too that was awesome yeah. that, was, that was but yeah. that was fantastic. one of the uh it just those are the moments that dude, like that was the I don't oh, even really watch baseball obviously seventh eighth but, inning dude, I, uh, I, two runners on well dude, it was it was to win the no it wasn't seventh inning I think it was like that was like to win the game that was, was like, like I think it was I think it was, it was the game. Uh, I want to say it was bottom eighth yeah it, it wasn't a walk off. So, I mean, it might have been what won the game. Don't get me wrong. It is what won the game. Oh, oh, oh yeah. I just saw this. Max Muncy uh, as well for the Dodgers going to be out through at least the divisional round uh, for, uh, or sorry, for the Dodgers if they advance here. Uh, that'll be a big loss um, for for the Dodgers uh, the next few games. I know that's not breaking news, but I'm I'm just seeing the reminder there on ESPN as we're we're watching. And okay, and yeah, it was it was bottom of the eighth. Okay, bottom of the eighth inning. But, but yeah, his energy in that. But that was like, oh, was uh, awesome. this is like the moment of sports that Great you radio live for. Call. And uh, it almost kind of reminded and me of like when. Dave Sims. Yeah. yeah um, yep. You know, 
just because it's a Northwest sports moment. It almost felt like it Dude. could have been the blade, like Lillard hitting that point nine against Houston to like win a playoff series for the first time in 14 years. That's like what it felt like almost in the baseball sense, obviously with I mean, tiebreakers and, and stuff, so it didn't I'll, end up panning out. But. So I'll say to you, even though technically it was in the playoffs, this was playoff baseball. Like, yeah. like the stakes were there. Oh yeah. It was playoff baseball yeah, was in so Seattle, close. which was so exciting. And, I, I really wish that season. the Yankees would have lost so you guys would have had that chance. I really do. Well, yeah, I do too. Would have been nice. It sucks, but that play, I mean, I was laying in bed and I just I screamed and like threw off my I was wearing my hat and I was like, "Oh my and my wife was not happy with me at all cuz she was just sitting she was like watching <laughs> something. I, I almost I almost smacked her in the face. Awesome. <laughs> watching that, but yeah. Thank you Mariners for an awesome season. Thank you for giving me hope and excitement in September. Well, to the teams that did make it. Right, I don't care anymore. Um, I don't care anymore. The, I, sorry. So the winner of that, or, well, first up is that wild card game uh, coming up here now for uh, the Dodgers and the Cardinals again. Uh, the winner of that will face the Giants. I would love to see the Dodgers have to play the Giants uh, in, the, crazy. Uh, in the first round. Uh, just hilarious uh, that you'd have a 106 uh, win team versus to, uh, play a 107 win team in the first round. That uh, the MLB needs to reseed after the uh, wild card. It needs to be taken into account. That's ridiculous that the Giants are going to have to play their best competition in the first round. Um, absolutely stupid. But uh, they, that will be happening uh, later this week. That game, uh, that first game, will take place on Friday. Uh, Scherzer will be starting in the Wednesday game for the Dodgers. Uh, so if you look for the Dodgers to go further into the rotation and their depth there um, in game one. I definitely don't like uh, not uh, Scherzer possibly not getting a second start in um, the NLDS. Uh, so, uh, you know, you want to get your ace two starts. That's always the goal in that series and these one-off wildcard games kind of inhibit that possibility because if Scherzer starts game two and then you get to a scenario uh, where you're in a must win in four or even five, Scherzer's likely not going to get that start for you. Uh, he probably, you won't see him again until uh, game six uh, for sure. And so that'll be a bummer for Dodgers fans, but I get it. You got to win this one to get to that uh, scenario too. Uh, the Brewers, are going to be taking on the Braves, the NL Central uh, uh, winning Brewers, and be taking on the NL East winning Braves. Uh, this matchup is going to face uh, Brandon Woodred, who has been awesome for uh, the Brewers this year. 2.56 ERA uh, oh, coming out and throwing flames. Um, he he's going to have an an awesome awesome series. They they have one of the best pitching staffs this year. Uh, Corbin Burns, the two point four three, also has two hundred thirty four strikeouts uh, this season, uh, and then Freddie Peralta sub three as well with a two point eight one. Um, they're that's better than what the Braves got in their lineup, and I really like uh, Milwaukee to win that series and uh, head to the NLCS. Um, moving over, we already talked about the fact that the Red Sox have wrapped it up. Against the Yankees, they're going to be taking on the Tampa Bay Rays uh, this Thursday, um, and uh, the Rays ended up winning 100 games, uh, caught on fire literally uh, from the end of July all the way through the end of the season. And um, they're, I will say, what they did was they started hitting the crud out of the ball. Their rotation is not awesome, 
Uh, I would take the Red Sox starters any day uh, over uh, what Tampa Bay has to offer. Uh, Ivaldi just pitched today in the do or die at home. Uh, and uh, so starting for the Red Sox will be exactly what Red Sox fans would want to have happen. And that is Chris Sale uh, coming to the mound in game one uh, to take on Tampa. Tampa's lineup is solid through and through. Uh, I think that the Red Sox have a good chance to win that first one, uh, but it's going to be up to the secondary members of that staff, probably uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, who had the most wins on the uh, Red Sox uh, roster this year. He was 16-8, and eight, uh, but had a high ERA, mainly because of some horrible starts in June and May, uh, where he was given up, no joke, I think twice he gave up double digits. Um, and so that pushes ERA up real high this year. I think he's going to get game two, and we'll see I, probably Eovaldi in game three, um, and uh, and possibly Tanner Houck uh, getting it, or Pavetta in game four. So be really interesting for the Red Sox and, and the Rays. Uh, see how that goes. Rays are certainly a formidable opponent. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're uh, headlining uh, the AL this year in terms of wins. The Astros are going to be taking on the White Sox. Uh, this is uh, not what anybody wants to see. And by that, I mean the Astros playing in the playoffs. Nobody gives a credit. Everybody wants them to lose. They are the Ooh, most hated Kirk. team in Major League Baseball Get off the after field. the Yankees. Um, the, the, you should uh, never stop labeling the, the hatred, like the hatred of the, the cheaters. People bringing trash cans. <laughs> Who do I like, dislike more, Matt? Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I definitely hate the Yankees so, okay. so much more. It's not even close. No, no. And don't get me wrong. Like, I know I, know, I get, you, I get you made fun of. You also didn't lose to them because they cheated. Well, um, I'm sure if you ask a Dodger fan, I get, I get Jason, made fun of when I go after answer. the Astros, though, because my coach was there when this happened. And I am very aware of that. That's true. Um, I, I am very aware of that. And whether, whether Cora um, instigated it, started it, planned it, he did let it happen. And, but, to be very honest with you guys, I've said this a million times over. Cheating happens in every baseball game. Like, have you guys? If you just watch from the very beginning of the first at bat of every game, guys go up and they start rubbing their their back foot on the line in the batter's box. They're trying to get rid of that line so they can move as far back as they can to the catcher and hope the umpire does not call them on that. It's very rare that that gets called, but they're trying to eliminate that as soon as possible. Pitchers obviously been using sticky stuff. That's why they check them when they come out of every game. Uh, corked bats, steroids, you name it. In baseball, there is always cheating going on. It's, it's probably the same thing in every sport to some degree. People are always trying to push the limitations. But this one, they 100% got caught uh, doing something that was a known 100% illegal thing. It, was, it wasn't like it was a gray area that they were fudging. Well, I think it too, was a uh, well, concentrated think too, people, effort. People you know, try to, you know, when they talk about it, it was so like intent, like so coordinated and yep. so like rooted in their system. Like that's what, like they had TVs in the dugout, all that kind of stuff going on. It was so coordinated and so. Yeah, it's not well someone having out. pine tar on their bill cap, you know. No, yeah, no. Th this was it, multiple people and and part of the organization. This wasn't right. just players. This was people yeah. within the organization working together on that. So I totally get it. I don't don't think that I'm not I'm I'm unaware that Cora was not but a part Yankees, of that team. That's a different level. But the Yankees as a totally different thing. Uh, ask Dodger fans what they what they think. I in terms of hatred, their their hatred level. Uh, of, the Dodger fan that we know hates them pretty. I think more than just about anything. 
The Yankees? No, or the, the Astros. Astros. Oh, he's just a baseball fan, though, and I get that. He's he's a bit of a purist, too. Our, our oh, yeah. Is. But, For sure. Um, no, I mean, there's nothing he, that he hates more than the Giants. He's a Dodger fan. I mean, that that is his Yankees, if you will. Right. He also hates the Yankees, but... Uh, <laughs> Everybody that doesn't like the Yankees hates the Yankees. I love all the shirts that say I root for, you know, insert your team name here and anybody that's playing against the Yankees. Yep. Um, every Red Sox man feels that way. And I know most Major League Baseball does, too. Um, in that series, though, I'll, I'll be really honest. I do like um, I do like the Astros to win it. I will be rooting for the White Sox. The Astros just have a crazy lineup and they are a very uh, tr- tried and tested playoff team. Uh, and they're probably going to win this series. They are also going to be hosting uh, that series. They are the home team. Um, and just for that, I, I will go ahead and give them the series uh, looking at it. We're going to be following this just like you guys are this next week. We'll be checking in with what's going on. We'll be in the middle of the divisional round uh, when we go to record next week. And uh, we'll do some updates there and some reaction to all that's been going on in the standings. Uh, but we're going to head down to uh, this week's Pick'em. I'm going to turn it over to Grant for that. Yeah, so I was going to give an update of last week's record for all of us. All right. And then, so every two weeks, I'll update on the total points. That's the way I'll do it. Okay. So just so last week, Matt, you went five and three. Ah, so we had eight yes. games. So Matt, you went five and three. I'm back to 500. I don't Woo-hoo! think I had a good week. Jameson, you went four and four. Okay. You went four yep. and four. I went three and five because I picked uh, the Raiders to win against the Chargers just to be, to be different. I, I'm, my- I'm just going to announce that I'm 16 and 16 right now. Yes. Yeah. All right. And so that's where we're at in terms of, you know, last week. So I will just get right into this week. So this Hold week. On. I was going to say, I did. I won Cincinnati. Yes, you won I the got Cincinnati, Cincinnati game. Notre Dame Jameson game. I and I both were at Rockin' yeah. Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. I didn't remember what I had picked because I, I saw that. I, I think our difference up. was you picked the Cardinals. Well, no, you picked you pick the Rams. We the we all picked the Rams. We all lost okay. that one. Yeah, we all lost that one. We all lost the. I got I got the I got the Seattle one because you guys both got I San was Fran. Tempted to take Arizona. I was tempted. I I obviously should have. But no, I took Cincinnati in that it, because I knew it was different. We also all we also all lost because we all picked the Lions to beat the Bears. We all thought that son of a oh, gun. Yeah. We all thought it was time that they get their win. Why would we pick Jared but then, Goff? But oh, I mean, because the Bears, the Bears were coming off the worst game in the history of the NFL. So oh, and the Lions can like ironically put some drives together. Yeah, yeah, they and then they can keep games close. Jared Goff did until his center threw an interception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So snap it into your quarterback's chest when you're about to score. Yeah. Yep. So that's where we're at in terms of last week. Five and three for Matt. Three and five for me. Four and four for Jameson. Okay. okay, so going into this week, we have number three, Penn State versus number four, Iowa. Matt, I, who do you got? This game is at Iowa. <sighs> I'm going to pick boring football and take Iowa. Iowa for Matt. Um, Mr. Jameson. I, already know what I, I'm going to pick Iowa. They've kind of been my like Penn State for you this year, where it's like whenever there's Penn a pick, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to kind of pick Iowa, and they've just kept winning football games, and now they're here. Yep. This is already and, their third time in our pick them. Yeah. Just yeah. because they've been Penn, playing tough well, games. Uh, Penn State's been in all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And and so it's a couple, you know, obviously. If if anything, they're both very oh. good teams. I'm just gonna do the typical when it's a toss up, I'm gonna pick the home team. So I'm gonna in pick Iowa. I'm gonna pick Iowa. We know what Grant's taking. Yeah, I already wrote it down before this, we even started recording. <laughs> Penn State. Yeah. Oh yeah. I already wrote it. All right. Next up we have number six, Oklahoma at number twenty one, Texas. 
I am going to take the home team again. I'm going to take Texas. Taking Texas? Uh, yeah, Oklahoma's going to get upset here. I love the Red River rivalry, and this is going to be fun. Texas? Uh, I'm going Oklahoma. I I really wanted to be different from Matt as well, but I'm not really impressed by Oklahoma. No. So, I be. again, same kind of thing when you're, especially in college. Like, when you're the home team in college in a game like this, I'm going to take Texas. I'm just not really wowed by Oklahoma mm-hmm. right now. So. Okay, this is an interesting one. Okay, yeah, so I already said, yeah, I'm taking Oklahoma for that one. Next up, our last college one for the week, we have 13 Arkansas at 17 Ole Miss. Both of these teams got embarrassed this last week. Yeah. This is a toss-up. Uh, and I, I, against I, the two best teams in the country, sure. by the way. Yeah. Uh, Arkansas uh, got the crud knocked at them by, by Georgia. Bama. Oh, yeah. Georgia. And Ole yeah. Miss uh, got beat up by Bama. Yeah. Um... I'm taking I, Ole Miss because it's a home team. Yeah, I I think I'm just going straight home teams here, and uh, I I think Lane's going to get it. Lane Kevin, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Arkansas. All righty, yeah, boy. All righty, let me get these written down. By the way, as we're talking about our pickums, we're literally about to pick this game, but ESPN has the Rams and Seahawks both at a 50% chance to win that game on Thursday Jeez. night was stupid Thursday I, night yeah. schedule. Jameson, I, you, you got Arkansas, right? I picked Arkansas. Okay. Yeah. I'm um, typing with one hand, so I'm a little good. Alrighty. So yeah, so Jameson already alluded to it. So we got the Rams at the Seahawks. Oh my gosh. All right. This I'm the tough. non-fan here, so I'll go first. Uh, I think Seattle is a cruddy place to try and win a game. I like momentum, and I feel like, and I know Jameson's going to hate hearing me say this. Uh, I'm not I, surprised. I feel like this is where it's going to start to unravel a little. I think the, the on a short week playing like this, you're this is a, a spot where injuries happen, stupid things happen on Thursday nights, and while I do think this game should not be a blowout, I think Seahawks get it, uh, and both teams end up three and two. Um, and in a two-week span, uh, the Rams are going to go from first in the division to last. That's mm-hmm. why things happen in this one. All right. I, I don't disagree with that. I'm also going Seahawks, but I think it's going to be like a 27-24 kind of game. I think it's going to come down to like yeah. a, a final play. Yeah. I think the Seahawks are going to squeak out a close one, mainly because it's at home. I think if this was if this was in LA, I think, because that's what I think is going to happen when I saw the schedule. I was like, yep, the Seahawks are going to take one. Rams are going to take yeah. one. Yeah, divisional opponents team. oftentimes is the home team that gets that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm rocking Seahawks. Also, yeah, that momentum. It was a huge win to get that win against a divisional opponent. I think we'll carry that into this week and defeat the Rams. I already don't like this game just because. It and I, I don't know if we were only talking about this before. We've been recording for a little bit now, yep. so I can't remember if we said it before the podcast or at the beginning of the podcast. But the fact that we already played, like all of our teams, played a division rival on a Sunday. And now the Rams Seahawks have to turn around on a Thursday and play another division rival. Right. Who do you which, guys play? We play Arizona. Play okay, yeah, yeah that's so what I thought. Yeah. We all are going back to back, that's but we get so the dumb. short week and it's just like, I hate that so much. Um, I am going to pick the Rams mostly because I want it to be different from the pick'em. Sure. This is a game that I kind of had chalked up like as a loss anyways. Like the Rams We play each other so stinking yeah. tough. It doesn't it, it literally doesn't matter who won last week or who didn't. Yeah. Because they just play each other so tough. They're so this always is, defensive grind. This is a game that if we lose, I'm not going to like get all beat up over it, especially considering the short week. Um, I'm not going to take too much away from how we got destroyed on Sunday because that was like anything that could have gone bad in that game went bad in that game. 
So I still think that like overall the Rams are a better team, but it is a sure. home game in Seattle. We happen to have Seattle's number, so there's like literally again as we were watching ESPN kind of the background here, it's out of fifty percent for each team. So it's kind of a toss up game. Um, I'm just going to take the Rams so I can potentially get a plus one on the pick them. Yeah. But it's a game that I kind of have built in as a loss as I'm doing my record for the year. So sure. I won't be too hurt. If we do. Awesome. Next one. We have jets at the Falcons. I included this game because it's a stinker <laughs> and, but genuinely it's, it's a 50, 50. Uh, I got to say though, uh, jets. uh, yeah, after, after watching what the jets, uh, were able to do this last week against a good Titans team. Against an injured Titans team, an injured Titans team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, sure. I, I think I, I, I don't know. I, I like the Jets here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take them in a really close one. We'll, we'll call it a straight up 28-27. I'm gonna take the Jets as well. And if anything, it's because I think the Jets defense is the best unit of any in this game. I, I, I need to go to bed. I for your pick, em, I wrote Jesus. <laughs> oh. As opposed to tech, uh, Jets. Sure, I sure. said Texans on that's, that. That's I picked what, Jesus I to to too. That's what yeah. the Falcons need to try to win this football <laughs> yeah. game. We're, we're um, moments away. But yeah, I think like the Jets Stevens is actually pretty solid. And if Zach Wilson doesn't throw four interceptions, if he doesn't cost him the game, then yeah. I think they're going to be. And Robert Sala is a good coach. I think they're just the Jets. You know, right. Yeah. So, so right now there's Jets. I'm going to take the Jets as well. All right. That's Jets, our Jets, Jets. So far, that's our only one. I think. And the Falcons are that bad. So. Yeah, that's our only one that we've all crossed the board said one this week. All right, next up, we have the Broncos at the Steelers. This is easy for me. Yeah. Ben Rossberg needs to go. Bye-bye. Go sit on that bench. Taking the Broncos. I'm also going to take the Broncos. I Aside from the mm. first week where I was like, man, this Steelers defense is pretty crazy because of what they did. Sure, to it can be good, but Josh if that Allen, offense can't capitalize on the, on but, the, on the, the field position yeah. and stuff that the defense is giving them, it doesn't matter. Doesn't but, matter how good you're, and I don't think the Broncos are that great of a team, but I just think the so Steelers either. are just that wishy washy right now. Well, the Broncos so. are a more complete team because they I, can put together drives on offense, even though they're injured. They are is, pretty, is TJ playing? To my knowledge, yes. Okay, but mm. that changes, I think, a little bit. I don't think that's yeah. I, 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 Until he's one hundred percent, I don't know if it's a game breaker. Though, I I am taking the home team. I'm different from you guys on this. I. TJ playing is a big deal. Yeah. And the Broncos just got smoked. Um, and uh, 23-7. Both, both are that final. losses. So, yeah. No, I just... I, Tomlin's a great coach. And, and that, that's going to be the difference for me. Yeah. Yeah. All I, right. I, I don't I trust that. Vic Fangio. Final two so. are two good ones. Pickham's here. So we got the Browns at the Chargers. Oh, are the Chargers going to get booed at their home stadium again? Dude, that's so sad. <laughs> I should have stayed in you San know what's, Diego. What's funny Vegas. is like the Rams actually Rangers. have a pretty good home crowd in SoFi, which yeah. well, yeah, because the Chargers don't have a fan base because they have one of the biggest jerks of an owner, yeah, uh, in the NFL, and uh, he turned his nicely. back flat out on his fan base, and when he moved the team, um, so I, oh man, this is tough. Uh, I'm sorry, Levi Chargers. I I honestly think the Chargers are gonna win by a couple of scores. That might be controversial, but so I, I think it's a two-score victory. This is so circumstantial for the I Chargers. Feel like, I feel like if the Chargers get ahead at all in the game, it's over. Because Baker Mayfield can't come back from behind. This team isn't built. That's true. Chargers are, isn't built. Chargers are riding high right now, and the it Browns put up 14 points last week. Uh, it's whoever scores first. I think that's, that's what's going to be. Whoever can score yeah. first in this game. Digging. All right, I'm going to go Browns. Okay. I'm going Browns. 
All right. I'll blame you. I'll blame you. If they because, play because, the control be, game, they will win. Yeah, if the Browns just, if the Browns get the that first yep. the Browns get that first touchdown, the Browns will win the game. Well, and, and and uh, what'll be awesome though, you, yeah, I mean, one thing we didn't touch on there is uh both those defensive lines are awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh, when you got a Bosa uh, playing in a game. Yeah, if you got a Bosa, you're feeling pretty good. And, <laughs> and then and a Miles, you Garrett. Miles Garrett on the other yeah. side. I mean, it is that's a freaking nature. Who yeah. played like his first game without sleeves and then got drug tested? Yeah, I <laughs> saw that. Yeah, about it. So cool. He's, like, he's like, of course, random Miles, drug test. Miles Garrett's muscles have muscles. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this is a tough one. Potential AFC Championship preview here. Hmm? Bills like at the Chiefs. Strong teaser. This to me has uh, Rams Chiefs. Like Thursday night potential oh, from like a few years ooh, ago. Monday night. It was, Monday, was Monday, Monday night. Was it a Monday, Monday night? night. Yep, yep, it was yep. the color rush game. I, I remember, remember because was I was frantically doing school homework that night. Um, but to me, this has that kind of potential because the Bills, Bills have literally Chiefs. just been slaughtering teams they have as of late. And the Chiefs have no defense, but they're putting up 40 points. So um, <laughs> I honestly, I'm going to take the Bills. They were my pick to come out of the AFC. They're like I said, literally destroying teams that they should beat, by the way. They're not beating yeah. teams. And I'm like, man, I feel good about that win. You should absolutely be putting up 40 points on the Texans. But I think the Chiefs, they're getting a little sloppy. I think there's a little bit of Patrick Mahomes kind of, you know, throwing stuff up there that usually goes his way that mm-hmm. is not going his way. Um, I, yeah. And their their defense just isn't good. Not that the Bills have like a lockdown defense, but they have a pretty solid defense. And Pat's still gonna do what he wants. I but think I think I'm gonna take the Bills. This is where I think this is a very this is a very even because I feel like the Bills are the more complete team and they have that advantage, but the Chiefs are at home. So that's where that I feel like that yeah. evens out that. But I am still taking the more complete team and the Bills. Mm-hmm. That. I am gonna differ from you guys on this one too. I I'm, Dude, I'm Mac come here and clean I'm house. Taking the home team. Uh, and I think we all understand this game could go either way. Yeah. Like, there's no. Well, oh yeah, for and sure. And there's yeah. like, there's no money to be made in betting against Patrick Mahomes. Right. So I don't feel great <laughs> about it. But but you talked yourself into it. I so talked myself into it, and I I am going to go with the Bills. I I will say it is easy to say <clears throat> a team coming off a forty nothing to win should have momentum and be able to do whatever they want. But Grant said this, uh, you know, and we mentioned it in a previous podcast when we were watching. Uh, the Chiefs Browns game that the Chiefs easily could have lost. I mean, they were they were down in that game, um, and uh, and then Baker oopsie, and um, which is pretty common. I, I think it's you <laughs> Sorry, should Levi. you should be able to say fourteen to nothing. They go in there with momentum. Oh, we're gonna beat down Patrick Mahomes makes all the difference in the world. He yeah. is he is again the best football player in the league right now, um, and uh, and Andy Reid. Is, All the analytics do not matter when he's on the no, field. No, none of it matters. I mean, he won a game. He had two percent chance of winning that playoff game against the Texans. He had two yeah. percent chance down by down twenty four. Twenty four in the third quarter. The third quarter, and like, yeah, and and wins that game. Patrick Mahomes defies numbers. It defies logic. Uh, they're two and two right now. Uh, correct, Chiefs are. Yeah, yep. and they're also the Ravens and Chargers. They are. There's just no way in the world uh, that they're going to go. And and be in my in my opinion, they're going to be a losing team at all this year. And you got to no, win games like this to not be. I know, I, but I mean that's right. early no, enough. No, now yeah. now we're in week five, and you got a, a decent sample size. Yeah, Chiefs win this one. Uh, close battle. I agree. It's an offensive s- 
slugfest is what's about to happen. It's who has the ball. I think it's gonna be who has the ball last. I can get get that yeah. get that in that final drive. I've got the over under at seventy points here. Wow, I would so, take the over, and I wouldn't blame you one bit. <laughs> I, I genuinely think yeah. it's gonna be a slugfest. The Chiefs' defense is not great, um, yeah. and, and the Bills have already given up uh, stats to teams that they shouldn't. Uh, they're not great either. They're better overall, but you put that up against Matt, on Patrick defense. Mahomes. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, and there's this there's this guy. Tyreek Hill and this other guy, uh, Kelsey. Yeah, like 47 points in fantasy. Tyreek Hill yeah, 47. I didn't I mean, leave any scraps for my man. Cost me a game. Yeah. Fantasy. So, yeah, that that's that, that's me. I'm going I'm to take the Chiefs. Uh, so awesome. let's go to the, the one thing that we are looking forward to in the sports weekend. Grant, hit it. I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking forward to, honestly, the, the, this Chiefs-Bills game. I think that's what I'm most excited about, even though, yeah, an awesome divisional game. Seahawks Rams. I'm excited for this Chiefs Bills game because I think this is. I legitimately think this is a preview of the AFC Championship, yeah. um, or at least a potential one. I think one of those teams could swap out for the Browns, maybe. But that's what I'm most excited for. I think this will be really to see. This will really set the tone for the playoffs too, about seeding as well, about you know where teams go in terms of are they first or yeah. are they third. You yeah, know, these head-to-head like matchups are going to be really key. Uh, so, if the, tiebreakers yeah, because well, so. this is going to set the tone for the playoffs. This is going to come back. Whoever wins this game, it's going to mean something. You know, in ten weeks. Yeah. So, Jameson, who do you, what do you got this weekend? Um, I mean, my usual cliche pick is watching the NFC West again <laughs> because we're playing each other again. So, I guess aside from saying that, um, <laughs> I really want to see how this Urban Meyer thing unfolds. <laughs> it's I find it to be like just super hilarious, but also like it's kind of like a train wreck that you want to like look away from, but you also you know kind of crack yeah. your eyes open, you know. And you, I like you look, you look through your hands. And I had a high hopes for Trevor Lawrence. Like I think he's a really good player, and I just hate seeing him end up in a place like that. And I don't think Urban Meyer has what it takes to be an NFL coach. It doesn't so, like he even cares. Yeah, and so That's the big I, thing. I just want to see like it. literally everybody is against him and making fun of him in that organization. And so I just want to so see. Funny. I just want to see what happens. That's yeah. that's what I'm looking for. I think I tomorrow am, there's literally going to be a thing where it's like. He uh, didn't get fired, but he was going to get fired, and he stepped down as the head coach. Wow, that's right. that's what I think. I mean, I don't think that's outrageous. Headline: USC has a new has found their new head coach. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that's what I honestly think he's going to be coaching uh, a college team again. Um, if it's not USC, it's probably going to because it's going to go that route of I'm going to set as a coordinator for a couple of years, let the dirt kind of. Wash off and then come back, but I don't think he's going to be. By the way, the they they have the Titans at home Sunday, and then they do the overseas game uh, the oh. following week against the Dolphins. They're just going to leave him in London. Yeah, and then and and then uh, they <laughs> get like, to. He's not going to clear baggage. Get, get yeah. this though, TSA. Two weeks later, uh, they are making the trip to Seattle, so they've got their bye week on the twenty fourth. So they're going to London, and then their next game will be on the West Coast. You guys are going to murder them. Well, I was right? say yeah, so. It could be a, it, could be, we, it could be a bye week firing uh, too if it's not uh, this I was, week. I was so. going to say, do Seahawks get two bye weeks. Let's go <laughs> week nine, and then whenever they play the Jaguars. Yeah, it's fair. This could be your Rams Jets game. Yeah, from we, last we've all, year. all three <laughs> of our teams have the Jaguars and the Texans on the schedule. So. Yeah, that's fair. So we all get uh, if one of us loses, we we get to make fun of that guy's team. We lost the Jets last year, so yeah, I'll take that. If that happens to me, I'll take it. But. 
I, by the way, Grant, I was really disappointed to hear that you weren't looking forward to watching baseball this weekend. Uh, low blow. I know. I, j- I took one shot. I mean, he was looking forward to it. <laughs> you know I, that, well, th- I say that though also too, because that is what I'm looking forward to this weekend. I am yeah. excited for playoff baseball. This is my favorite month of the year. It's my birthday month. And then on top of it, the end of the baseball season, which is pure magic. Basketball uh, tipped off. Basketball is tipping off. Going uh, on. Yeah, don't think I'm not going to mention next week how the Blazers are doing. I'd love to see if they cannot give up 60 points in the first half uh, with nice. this renewed uh, passion for defense that Chauncey Billups is bringing in as the coach. Uh, that's a little tongue in cheek. I was really disappointed <laughs> to see the Blazers give up 60 uh, with starters in uh, in the first half. Um, yeah. Didn't, preseason, uh, yeah, I know. Well, they were gave up a lot of a lot of three point chucks, and I know they're playing against the Warriors too. Warriors. So, but um, no, I think baseball playoff baseball is one I'm super looking forward to this weekend. Uh, the Red Sox taking on Tampa. I will be paying attention to every game. You decide who all weekend for. long. Uh, you need you should pick a playoff team. Go for it. I mean, pick pick the team that you want to root for because you don't have any. Anything here? I mean, it's probably gonna take me out, take some people off, but I'll probably just go Dodgers. Yeah, there's gonna it's gonna take off one person in particular. He makes it to this point in the podcast, and <laughs> you're gonna hear. About does he it. even listen? Yeah, he does. He oh, listens every week. Okay. Yeah, that's well, why I mention Levi all the time. I'll just watch the Dodgers because I don't know if you guys ever heard, but Stafford and Kershaw are like really good friends. They're really good friends. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably gonna go with Dodgers like to appease broadcast. my roommate mm-hmm. or the person that lives in my basement. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm definitely, I would actually really like to see, and I think you would, you would like this in one sense too. I'd love to see the giants playing the Red Sox. That'd that be so happens, much fun. Oh my, my gosh. I'm going to hate going to work for a few weeks. It's going to be pretty brutal. Well, cause uh, my you know boss the, is a very you know large, the, you giant know, the giants fan. are probably going to win that. Right. I mean, I, I know nothing and I, none of us do now. I mean, sure. We, we don't know anything well, now. Anything can happen. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, Playoffs is a blank slate. Yeah, we're we're gonna get into lots of playoff baseball next week. We are, but uh, um, it is it's complete blank slate. So happy October, everybody! We are pumped for uh, this month in sports. Uh, we'll be again checking in on all things uh, baseball next week. Can't wait to see where we're at um, with our pick'em uh, this week, this next week since we went so different on it. Uh, and uh, we'll look forward to getting to some more arguments uh, next week as, as they become available to us. But before we go, uh, we just wanted to remind you guys of the most important thing going on right now in the world. Cam Newton still doesn't have a job. Unemployed. Beautiful. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>